John, it's so great to have you in the family now, officially. We've been looking forward to this day for so long. A complete Bolchins family. So happy to be a... Hey, dog, hey. Did you hear, did somebody say something? Did you hear that? And talking to you, what's up? To to me? Guard is Yeah, Eldridge Boltjes. Yes, I got to know oh. you. I know you. And who are you? I'm Tyreek. You remember me, Tyreek? Do I remember Tyreek? Uh I don't think I know oh, it. Do I remember Tyreek? You was in here three weeks three weeks ago. Playing catch out, out, out outside. Honey, why don't you take John to the car? You're not my dad, black guy. Tyreek, I I thought we agreed that maybe this wasn't gonna be a good fit for the Bolchins family, you know? Like I I I mean we came to an agreement, but you were just gonna do this in front of my face. That's what I'm saying. You, like, know, you ain't got no fucking respect. I didn't know the exit was gonna be this way or that you were just gonna be milling about but you know i'm sure a family is coming to yeah i'm mill i'm mill from time to time i'm mill around my niggas i i'm sure a family is coming any day now to adopt you i mean who wouldn't want uh, tyreek in their family you nigga you wouldn't want tyreek tyreek i just you know it's i got the go-ahead from the country club that we were up for membership, and you know, I just didn't know if it was oh. going to be a good fit. Wow! To, wow! You understand, Eldridge Boltons. I, I understand. You once it comes to the country club, once it comes to membership, then it gets a little different because you can't bring your son Tyreek to the golf club to, to the to the golf course. I mean, my name is Eldridge, so I'm like three fourths of the way there already. If I bring a Tyreek around, I mean, that's just going to, you know, you know how they are, right? Oh, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. You know, they got a nigga from jail on the golf course. Well, Tyreek, I'm from the worst parts of Kentucky. All right. I've experienced racism. Well, I'm from the worst parts of this place right here, wherever, wherever juvenile hall slash prison this might be. Well, I think this is just going to be a real inspirational story. If this ever gets made into a movie... We can give you a part in it. You know, we'll have a whole Tyreek storyline where, you know, you you show up in the prison and, you know, you really just give John a hard time. And then, wow, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. How does that sound? Wow. Wow. I know we didn't talk about this, but, you know, I've always wanted to be in movies. It's no one really ever talked to me about, you know, what I liked or my interests is. It's just crazy. Okay, so I got to go, Tyreek. It's been great talking to you. I'll see you later. Thanks a lot, buddy. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is the podcast where we deconstruct these white savior films and recontextualize them with a black and POC lens. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. And we <laughs> we got another interesting indie film. For you couldn't even, you couldn't even <laughs> wait. I'm just thinking about the movie again. Because uh, <laughs> we watched it a little while ago, but now I'm just like in my mind, just running past a, a couple scenes. And it's, it's a, 
It's a film. And it's uh, all coming back <laughs> to me. We can't can't clear that. We can't clear. That. <laughs> but uh, we have a we have a fun guest for you today. Yeah, she is a culture and uh, what, what what else would you say that you do? <laughs> you could just say that I am a journalist and freelance cultural writer. I've been featured in a couple magazines like Essence mm. Paper, um, even in you know. Harper's Bazaar, things of that nature. Hey. Oh, you know, Pinky I'm, out. I'm, Pinky you know, I'm out. trying to get out there. Your girl's working. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. This is Alexis Oakman. Alexis, yeah. thanks so much for joining us. Yes, of course, of course. I was super excited when you guys reached out to me. I'm glad everything's working out now. Took my ankle yeah. being broken. You know, actually, I know. That's. <laughs> never good i hope you're doing better i hope it's, it's on the mend. <laughs> it's so up. messed up whenever i say it i'm like oh my god people are just like, <laughs> what? what happened <laughs> you okay is everything good <laughs> i'm fine no but yes um i've been waiting to say this joke the whole time but the ride was a ride hey but, um, you, know, you know what i mean it was definitely a ride we're here to get these jokes off, so... Uh... Oh, I think that's what this episode was literally for. For yes. us to get these jokes off. Um, well, before we start, I think one of the things that we're always interested in here is having, you know, specifically, like, Black culture critics, but specifically Black women coming on and talking to us. I think what we, we were always interested in is the way that we, we see Black women portrayed you know, in media and a lot of different instances. And then like the few outlets that we have where black women actually get to talk about that and like critique and analyze that. And so, you know, we, we get to actually get, you know, a, a genuine and honest perspective on it. Right. Cause like, even still, as much as we like to talk about gains and it's, and it's great to see, you know, advancement, in a lot of things, there's still not a ton of black women, not only just getting opportunities to like be, cultural critics but like people putting them on the higher platforms right you know what i mean like getting the chance to like write for you know specific outlets magazines mm -hmm. beyond specific like you know venues and whatnot so like in your experience so far how have you tried to stay honest you know what i mean <laughs> with a lot of things because i i think that's no matter what it is, right? Like no matter where you are as a black person and a lot of different professional and work settings, sometimes honesty is not the most lucrative <laughs> position to take. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you got to have to always be playing some kind of game in your mind of like, is this the right time to say that thing that I've been holding on to? Or like, should I continue to hold that? Or is there somewhere else that I could talk about that? Um, so, you know, in your experience, like, because as a freelancer, too, I think that's also, you know, a very specific role, right? Like people have to reach out to you. I mean, you're pitching stories and stuff like that. But like, people have to see the work, they have to like the work, they have to hire you to do it. You know, what I mean, like, you're not technically on staff anywhere. So like, when you're getting, you know, either people are saying, hey, we'd like you to do X, Y, and Z, or you're pitching, you know, to people to say, I'd like to do an X, Y, and Z, like, is there is there always a level of like mental math that you're doing when you're when you're doing that and like how do you go about making sure that what you're doing is still honest and true to who you are and getting across you know the ideas and, and the messages that you want to get across? Yeah, uh, sounds like you talk about integrity, just having integrity, yeah. you know, <laughs> morals, ethics, those things, of course. No, um, 
listen, man, in the world of media, I learned this quick. It's a game of politics like everything else. And um, when you're working in certain spaces, especially spaces that are predominantly white-owned, um, marketed to white audiences, um, there are moments as a person of color, specifically as a Black person, where you have to make yourself smaller and you do those checks on yourself and on others as well. Um, but for me, you know, I've always found power in writing. And to be a journalist and also have that love of writing means I have to do my best, even despite what I feel about personal things, to write objectively to not mm -hmm. be biased and it's hard especially with everything being so polarizing um and it's becoming harder to not have a side uh yeah but I think for me I just kind of go back to how I was raised how I was raised by my pops and it's like if it's something that's going to disturb you at sleeping at night and if it's something that's going to bother you in your heart then don't do it you know what I mean and that's just how I try to keep things going like I've had offers and opportunities to write certain stories, you know, um, PR people send me stuff like, hey, mm -hmm. right, we work with so-and-so and so-and-so, and, you know, this is somebody I have no trash bag. Don't, right. don't want it. Don't want it. And this, you know, these are, I would say, you know, some pretty high-standing people. I don't want to name them here, obviously. You know, mm, but sure. it, it's all about integrity, you know? And I don't blast those things. I'm not like, hey, like you won't believe who hit my DM that I just had to decline. Like, you know what I mean? But it's just like a, it's a personal thing for me because at the mm -hmm. end of the day, like I'm the same me, you know what I mean? I'm the same me and I'm going to try to do that. Like I'm from the Midwest, I'm from Ohio. And then Midwestern people, we're just different. You know what I mean? We just have a different vibe, a different flow. And it's just that we're about community. We're about home and we're about being together and, and doing all those things. Truth is a part of that and being honest and trying to better the situation. So, yeah, yeah, just try to keep it moving. For sure. Well, somebody made a story into a movie that we watched <laughs> for this episode. And, uh, let me get, hold on, let me, let me, hold on. <laughs> I got it, I got it, hold on. Cause I, I Christopher, Christopher, we all held on. We all held on. <laughs> Uh, we held Alexis, on for the ride. Tell everybody what movie we watched this week. We watched uh, The Ride, starring um, Ludacris. Um, and I don't know Io's real name. Do you guys know her real name? Sasha Alexander. Sasha Alexander. Yes. yes. So Isles of Rizzoli and Isles. Yes. Name. Yes. yes. Uh, also, she, I guess she was on NCIS for a while as well. Sure, sure. She's been on some other shows. Yeah, sure. She wasn't the I in yeah, NCIS. Yeah, she was she Isles. Not, That's uh, what we knew her for. She uh, is Isles. Yeah. So The Ride is a movie that I feel like either you know from like memes or like social <laughs> media where people are like, what is this bullshit? <laughs> or just like you, you are really digging the bottom of amazon prime you know what i mean like you just like <laughs> came across it and you're just like oh ludicrous is in the movie yeah, I give it a shot. now it's midnight i'm not doing anything <laughs> there's there's some interesting things to talk about just in terms of the the upfront right because usually we, we go over the budget we go over the um you know the box office etc cetera, etc cetera. this movie is billed as coming out in two different years. So it's mm -hmm. very confusing what happened because sometimes like on 
IMDb, you'll see that it came out in 2018. Yeah. Other places, you'll see it came out November 13th, 2020. Right? So I don't know if this movie was like filmed or shot in 2018 or had an original 2018 release date and then just happened to come out at literally the worst time november 13th 2020 (laughs) or um, in the middle in the midst of the worst times (laughs) um or if it like just maybe you know had some weird starter stop productions because between 2018 2020 it's not like it would take a long time but like ludicrous was doing fast and furious things so like uh you know i don't know I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But I also yeah. know that Ludacris did executive produce this film, right? Yes, he did. Which... And when it comes to what you were just talking about, I looked into that. So it was released at some film festival in 2018 and then later released on Prime. So I don't okay. I don't know. Maybe the response at the festival wasn't the best. So they said, well, we can get some money off streaming and maybe made the deal. Or distributed. I don't well, know. Something like that. Here's something for you. It was the winner at the Boston Film Festival for Film Excellence. Film the excellence winner? <laughs> the winner for Film the Excellence. Winner? What was the competition? I don't know. Film Excellence Award. I don't know what that means. It had the best story. Wasn't a whole lot of excellence going on at that festival. Yeah. Wow. Uh, at the Newport Beach Film Festival in 2018, it won the Audience Award. Uh, and Shane Graham, who is... I guess technically the lead of the movie. Yeah. One yeah. breakthrough performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also won. So? I don't know what the Joey Awards are, but at the Joey Awards of Vancouver, it won Best Actor in Principal or Supporting Role in a Feature, eight to nine years old, the kid who played the younger version of the lead character. So think about that i guess <laughs> oh, i've been about thinking about this movie for a long time so. yeah um, but it is it is a really confusing film and i think the best way to get into this is just to let cameron go and do these five minutes i don't know i don't know how this is gonna go cam you know because i'm so sorry to our listeners who have to listen to me do the five minutes well because it's it's another one we say it a lot it's another one of these movies that like not a lot happens but like there is a lot of just random shit going on in this film that i think we're probably gonna have to stop and talk about throughout but i i got your five minutes set up so let me know when you're ready to go and i'll i'll count you in let me see if i can if i can pack it all in all right Three, two, one, go. Okay, so this is the ride. Uh, We got young uh, John. How how do we say his last name? It's Budajins. 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 Oh wow! It's like a Sri Lankan. Uh, it's like a Sri Lankan <laughs> or Swedish name, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, so we got young John Bolchens, uh, who is running afoul with like a bunch of his little friends, uh, little, his little Nazi friends doing Nazi hood rat shit. In, yeah, they, be- you know, they beat the shit out of a black security guard and like steal drugs. Steal, I think it's drugs. Yeah. Like pharmaceutical, pills. like over the counter. Yeah. Pharmaceutical pills. Yes. To, to sell elsewhere or maybe take I don't even know 
but we're seeing them do hood rat shit. And we're also seeing that their little initiation process is also uh, carving a swastika in each other's necks. Now, John does this. He's not really, he's he's reluctant to do it. He's not so interested. But he's hanging with Nazis, so it's bad. One enough. of his 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 brother is his, one of the Nazis. So. His brother his brother is like the second in command. Yeah, head he, head neo Nazi with with his <laughs> friends. So one day, out doing some of this hood rat shit, he gets arrested. He gets arrested, and he goes to what the movie thinks is juvenile hall, which also they think is an adoption service, which it's not. <laughs> it's just jail. Um, but his parole officer or his, uh, his officer, whoever he has to deal with, uh, says that if you're good in this child prison, they'll, uh, (laughs) you'll, you could, you could stand a chance to be adopted. So John's like, whatever, man. So seven years goes by. Can we, can we pause though? Because he goes to child jail and like, he is, let's, let's not, let's not gloss over the fact that he is maybe like. 10 years old he's like i think he's like eight he's like younger than that he's like eight and meets his cellmate who is this young like Latin oh, yes. kid Can't who's like scene. maybe like 13 like a little and, 13 year old uh latino kid and he and he and he tries to like boss up on him and then john beats the shit out of him. i was gonna say like he, he corrected him real quick like <laughs> and then sat on his bed was like i own this now I run shit. And then, I run shit. Not you. I think for me, just something really quick to notice is like immediately with this movie, and I know we're going to get to it later, um, sure. why this switch was so interesting, but why I definitely think it was a choice because we see immediately this trauma porn, this violence oh, towards people oh, of yeah. color. Like, like the beginning of the movie is the security guard getting beat. Uh, Security guard, little Latino kid, and then he got and beat. Then he fights. With the he fights all the boy. black kids, and the only yeah. and the only black kid, all the black kids in the uh, juvenile hall got beef with him. Yeah, well, he's what? got a swastika on his neck. <laughs> so, well, fair, fair. The swastika um, was a dead giveaway. But then he is, yeah, like you said, Cameron. He is in jail for I think eight years. <laughs> eight years total. Eight years total. Yes. So he's in juvenile hall slash adoption place for eight years before anyone gives him the. I don't know what this movie wants me to think it is. Also, can we talk about this? I've never heard of a juvenile center adopting kids out. I've never heard of that. Have you guys heard of not that? Only, because this movie's never heard of it either. <laughs> not, so only, not only adopting kids like, out. I've never heard of that. I didn't even know that was <laughs> Well, it's not only just adopted kids. I mean, we'll we'll get to why he's in jail in a second. But like, he's in jail for eight years. Eight years. He is and eight. He's eight years old. <laughs> I mean, like, I ain't even I been on Earth long enough. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I don't think there's any. Even in America, and our juvenile correction centers are fucking crazy. But like, only in America. Oh, a white kid would not be in jail for eight years. I think they would not release bad. you. To either your whoever your next of kin would be, you know what I mean. Like even if your parents were like, "We don't want you back," they would release you to somebody in next your family. Next of kin, somebody, yeah. Or they would then put you in an actual foster care system. Not no, they actually send you to prison. 
Yeah, but <laughs> a real prison. You remember what got him in there? Like we saw him doing all those crimes, and I think that was to show us that he had yeah. like a past. But what actually yeah. landed him in there was stabbing his father. Yes, that's what led oh. him. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we should we should get back to that. Then. Yeah, yes, let's... he did stab his father. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Oh no no no, he lives. The father lives. Yes. Yeah. The father lives. All right, Cameron. Uh, he's he's in jail for eight years, and who who comes to adopt him finally? <laughs> um, Eldridge, <laughs> a, a, a young black man and his wife Eldridge and Mariana. Eldridge is a black man, of course, because movies don't know how to name black men other than naming them after civil rights heroes. Yeah, and Mariana is played by Isles of Brazilian Isles fame. <laughs> And to note, the way this scene plays out is Isles walks in first, and he's yes. got a little glimmer of like, like, oh. And then Ludacris walks in, and he's like, oh, oh damn. No. <laughs> I saw that too. He was so excited. He was like, oh. Even though Eldridge is dressed to the nines, he's looking good. He's got like a jacket. There's a vest under the jacket. He's looking good. Yeah. So they take him home that day, and John's not interested. He doesn't like it. He's like, no, 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 no. He's got a bed. He's got a warm meal that don't come from a prison, and he's still like, no. And he's like, what do we have for dinner tonight? Greens? <laughs> <laughs> he, he tried to pull a collard greens joke on Ludacris, who brushes, brushes it off. He would be so lucky to get collard greens. Like, to, to even insinuate that that's like some kind of punishment. Like, Greens know. is like... With Mariana cooking, I don't know if he's getting good collard greens every night. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Ludacris is cooking the greens. I don't know if he let Mariana... I don't know. Anyways, continue. <laughs> so he's living there, you know, he gives him some grief saying, what are we eating, collard greens? And Ludacris says, you know, we eating. Are you happy? <laughs> so we go, we go on, we go to school. John now goes to school. He's in high school, so he's of high school age. He's getting teased because he's one of the smarter kids. Obviously, all the other kids are like not interested in answering, you know, answering questions in class. But John, since he's like an avid reader of sorts, he knows a couple things. So he answers some questions, which catches the eye of, you know, the popular girl at school. Well, the popular girl well, is the she, popular she can't girl hangs with the 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 asshole group. Right. Who, hangs, who you are know, like the. The skater boys, the BMX kids. The cool, yeah. the, the cool skater kids. The BMX kids. kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, the BMX kids specifically. Yeah. The skaters and the BMX kids, and we'll get to that. Soon. But the teacher, the teacher calls on her and she doesn't know the answer. But of course John, John does. He's kind of like, that answer. Psst, yeah. Psst, psst, psst. Hey, girl. <laughs> and she loves that because she ain't got to study now. <laughs> so um we get a couple scenes of them, you know, getting closer. And then uh, this has been, I'm, I'm three weeks removed from this movie, but I think well, we go directly the first to, day. No, the first day of school, after school, he sabotages those kids' bikes and the police come to Ludacris's house. Oh, the, yes. He sabotages <laughs> the bikes and the police come to Ludacris's house and Ludacris One... opens the door like, officers, <laughs> what's the problem? Don't see a problem here. I'm Eldridge Bolton. <laughs> One day after having this kid, the police come <laughs> to Ludacris's home. And he's like, if you keep pulling this shit, you ain't gonna live here anymore. More or less, right? Pretty much. And he's like, alright, whatever, nigga. Like, <gasps> that's, <laughs> that's basically his response to Ludacris. <laughs> 
So Ludacris goes to John. He's like, why are you acting up? John says, hey, I didn't ask to be adopted, Eldridge. <laughs> he says, I'm just here to give you a second chance. That's all I want to do is give you your second chance. People said the same thing about me that I didn't deserve a second chance. But here I am wearing vests and shit looking like the Cosby show. And his, and the backstory they made up for him is the absolute worst. Let's go into it real quick. What was he? A, uh, a boxer? He was a wrestler, a wrestler in college. A wrestler who uh, I guess went to jail off of some it's, we're only shown in a uh, newspaper clip. Yeah, he was falsely accused of rape, of raping a white girl. But make sure we have to say that uh, part: raping a white. Girl. Yeah, sounds Cat. a little Eldridgey. <laughs> I think he went to <laughs> he went to some midwestern school. He is allegedly from the worst parts of Kentucky. He makes sure to to say that um, the worst parts <laughs> of Kentucky can't even deal with the worst parts of Los Angeles. So we know about that. We know what that is. Uh, but he, yeah, he he went to he almost went to prison and i think they like came up with some no oh, no he did he, he did go to prison he did and go that's to where prison, but he didn't serve full sentence he didn't serve full sentence but something happened to him where he wasn't able to have kids i think either he was like he got beat, beat up. it was like some it, yeah he got beat up and that means his nuts got smashed and, uh, <laughs> eldridge is <laughs> Not a lot. You can't have kids anymore. No children in the lot. In the words of Taraji P. Henson from yeah. the critical, <laughs> critically acclaimed film Acrimony. But <laughs> I mean, just trauma, trauma, tra- just trauma all over the place. So uh, I, 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 I'm losing it. I'm losing it. We're gonna. We're all doing the five minutes today. Okay. Uh, so, so I'll st- I'll just stop the time. We don't. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry, but it's just so much. So let me be quiet. I'm gonna, I'm it's be- so much, and it's all like very like loosely told. Yeah. Well, basically, I mean, to to kind of speed past a couple of just nonsense scenes. So, like, he and Eldridge don't get along. They don't Eldridge get along. Catches him one day reading through a BMX magazine because, of course, he's trying to impress this girl at school. Right. And so Eldridge like takes the magazine, he's looking through it, and he has the, the bright idea to maybe go buy him a bike. a bike. Now, bikes aren't cars, right? In terms of like price, but they are cheap. And he buys him a nice bike. Really nice bike. <laughs> like a really nice bike. Like he, you know, he go. He's talking to the guy at the store. Like he did his research on Google and like looked up things that he doesn't know what he's talking about. But he's like, "Does this bike have a you know X, Y, and Z?" And the guy's he like, "Like an expert." Yeah, he's like, yeah, you you, "I mean, it has it if you're going to buy it." I don't know. The, the best, the best bike. I have the best bike. But he gets this bike for John, and he surprises him. He's like. Oh, you know, I gotta, I gotta go to work early. I don't know if I could drive you to school today. And he's like, "Well, how am I supposed to get to school?" And he's like, On "Look at this bike that he bike. bought you." We're about to but is body. John appre- is John appreciative? No, he's no. like, "Fuck you! I don't I want you his bike. No, I don't want where? your bike. I don't want this this bike that your black hands touched." Uh, <laughs> 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 you could take it ludicrous and that's when ludicrous tells him that he's from the worst parts of kentucky and if you want to fight he'll fight you right here yeah, I, house. Fight. I was like wow yeah 
He did then, say wear his ass out. He did say that, which was the most ludicrous thing he does <laughs> and says in this entire movie. He definitely code switched that moment. Um, that's, but that's the only <laughs> scene. That's the only scene, which I would have enjoyed more of that, but you know, yeah. so be it. Um, but anyways, yeah, he's like, whatever. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm over this. I'm just gonna go to work now. And John walks to school, you know, defiantly. But then Ludacris sees him later riding the bike. Except again, plot twist: this kid's been in jail since he was eight, so he doesn't. So he doesn't know how bike. to ride a bike. And Eldridge <laughs> says, "I'll teach you." So we get a couple of scenes of Eldridge holding John's hand as they yeah. ride bikes, which is like the another least ludicrous thing Ludacris could do. Hmm. <laughs> he teaches them how to ride this bike, and John takes a quick lightning to it. So, a couple days yeah. go by at school. He's riding Sherry's, that bike to school. Sherry's impressed. His girlfriend's. He's like, "Yeah, I'm into this." Sherry, you even know the girlfriend's name? I did not remember I, her name. Yeah, I, mean, I looked it up on IMDb. <laughs> that was that was news to me in this moment right now. Uh, so Sherry's impressed. Sherry, they're taking a liking to each other. John's taking a liking to the bike. They're doing well. Uh, is it is now the the scene where uh, the uh, the bullies the the other BMX kids at the school kind of confront John, tell him he oh, ain't shit. Oh no! This is the scene where while just haphazardly riding around at a skate park, they run into his brother they, and the yeah. other Nazis who the other neo Nazis. Yeah, who so John I and guess, Eldridge are out. At the skate park, and they run into the other neo Nazis and his brother, who have, who I guess are just riding bikes, at the hanging skate out, park. you know, doing what neo Nazis do. <laughs> you know what I mean, drinking and, <laughs> and the neo Nazis, of course, they see a black person. Yep, they, they're like, nigger alert. Where, where is he? Smelling <laughs> And so they start to rough him up. They start to push around Ludacris, which is like also an ugworthy moment in this movie. Like. He's ludicrous. He would roll out all over your ass. Yeah. He did it so, um, in the beginning. In the beginning. <laughs> he, 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 he used his wrestling skills. Bit. Yeah. You want you want to tussle? He'll tussle. I don't know. Like, but he, he does not tussle. Bit, he... Well, I think one of them hits him with like a bomb. Yeah, that's yeah. the kind of like, like, lost right. control. All right, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. John, not doing shit. Helpless not again. helping at all. Barely <laughs> Just helping. watching. He's watching until he sees what's going on and then he runs over and then discovers that oh my god this is my brother from like eight years ago where's dad oh he's alive he's somewhere what about you what have you been doing oh just doing neo-nazi shit <laughs> hanging out hanging out in the worst side of the town and then one of them takes john's bike uh, and rides away as... and rides away with the bike yeah and eldridge is like well you going to get that bike back like any black father would also, I'm going to go to the hospital for 30 minutes of this movie. <laughs> yeah, let me go to the hospital for these bruises and cuts, and then be like, nothing happened in the next scene. Uh, so, uh, John decides to take matters into his own hands and go find his brother's little ramshack and uh, decides to get his bike back. So he manages to do such, but they chase him out. They chase him out, and what they beat? Did they beat him up? No, he gets he away. He got away. Luckily. He got away with his bike. Yeah, he got away. Yeah. He does some like faux bike parkour BMX shit and like That's rides. not that scene. That's not that scene. Is it? I don't yes, remember that, that, that scene. scene. I, I think is that's it? that's where he's he's yeah, he's he getting away from them cuz like Oh, he got away from them to the school. Yeah. And yeah, then he like rides school, on the wall and like at the yeah. school he managed to do his first wall ride over a neo-Nazi. 
And uh, I don't know if you know in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, that was is what we call a gap. Yep. <laughs> That's called yep. a Nazi stomp. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, video video game reference for all my friends out there. Shout out to anybody who played Tony Hawk one, 1 or 2. Uh, so he Nazi stomps on one of these Nazis and gets away. And then he realizes, oh, this is a superpower. I, I, I got this. I think I'm good at this. Yeah. So good that I should enter into some competitions, maybe. Well, this is where this is where those those kids at school are giving him shit. And well, then, yeah. he has the prove and himself then, movement. So he proves himself to the kids at school, and they by love doing him. like like a three sixty something jumping. He's doing off like three sixty stomps on on yeah. over trash cans and over the school benches and stuff. Again, apparently only having ridden the bike for like what could three have months. Only been. Three months. Three months. <laughs> right. So how, how do you and me both assume that took like we did not meet before this? Like, we we were able to assume that he's only been riding that bike for three months and this motherfucker is doing wall rides over Nazis and he hopping over benches. To reiterate, he couldn't even ride a bike. He could not to ride begin. A bike it, it wasn't like he had jump over walls. <laughs> My man hit, got on his first bike and was like, it's like riding a bike. <laughs> yes. I got so something else I want to say about that, but I'm, I'm going to wait till the summary's over. I'm going to wait till the summary's over. <laughs> so finally, he's, he's, he's demonstrated that he's better than the bullies at school. And they, uh, he ingratiates himself with them. They, they love it. And uh, secretly, Sherry had filmed this and uploaded it on... I guess not YouTube because I not couldn't get the rights for YouTube, that. Not YouTube, but YouTube, <laughs> but yeah. YouTube, and it's probably around the time. I don't know. This movie does not tell you when it takes place, but it's just like YouTube was might have been around. Either way, this video gets in the hands of a famous bike team at the time, or an up and coming but yet like competing bike team, and uh, John decides to audition for them, and John auditions for the bike team. Uh, and the head of the bike team, uh, what's his name? Uh, trying to scroll through. I mean, well, it's 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 played by uh Ali yeah. Afshar, the producer in the film. Scott, by the way, Scott yes. Carroll. By the way, yes, a actual producer on the film. He's played by a producer on the film, which is just gnarly. Uh, but Scott, yeah, Scott, the the uh head of the bike team is like, whoa, this kid's got skills. We're going to a competition later this month. Maybe you should join the team. So then, uh, I don't know what happens in order of the movie, but I do remember what happens as far as I'm concerned, which is that there is a big competition and they need to audition kids from this team to be like the top three to go compete. And John, you know, he's good, but is he that good? And on his competition day, he gets a little nervous and he kind of beefs it. He's not ready, so he doesn't get to go to competition. And is it the following year he ends up going to competition? No, it's the same it's year. It's all the he, same uh, year, like in a span. He beefs it because he literally does not tell you. He 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 goes to do the trick, right? But then serendipitously has an entire flashback about the Christmas where his father threw him into a fire and he got a knife and tried to stab him. And this is what his, happens when you don't watch the movie of three weeks ago, a bad then, movie on top of it. <laughs> and then his mother intentionally calls the cops on him in order to get him sent to juvenile yeah. detention. Yeah. And then um like his brother also like she told him to like not say anything or like vouch for him or anything. 
Um, and so he's having this entire flashback as he's trying to like do this course and this do this giant, trick. And so he like giant trick at the end of the course falls over. So what what it. does what does Ludacris do? Who again, this man has been called a nigger, has been yes, uh, has been beat, beat up by neo Nazis, <laughs> <laughs> has has tried to buy this kid a bike and only for the kid to more or less spit in his face. Uh, also in the eighties, he wasn't allowed to look at a white woman. <laughs> As he's leaving, uh, one of the, the the practices and the tryouts for John, he runs into his neo-Nazi brother, who I guess is just like doing the Alfred from uh, Dark Knight, where oh. he's just like, I'm just watching you from afar, but not saying anything. And, um, and he then he believes in him that hard. <laughs> he believes in him that hard. Ludacris is like, you know, if you really love your brother, like, you know, you, you should give up being a Nazi Stop being and like, racist. do better. Stop being racist. And it. so Ludacris reunites the brothers together. And then, you know, like his brother, like, instills his confidence again. Also, like the Nazis follow his brother back to his house and like, try to beat him up. But then this time, John is like, I'll actually help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what happened actually was like they were going to retaliate because they had found out yeah. that the brother had been hanging out with him, and they were going off mm-hmm. with a Molotov cocktail. They were going to go like right. burn their house up, set him on fire. He saw the car and was like, "Oh, it's the Nazi Bros. No, I gotta go back now." Goes back, tries <laughs> to intervene, and he does luckily. But while he getting that work outside, getting beat up. Yeah. The brother catches them hands outside. Yeah, he, he, gets, he, gets, yeah. he gets his ass handed to him. So now he has to go to the hospital. Yeah. So now he's uh, in the hospital. These are two people in the hospital <laughs> on John's behalf, by the way. And John visits neither, neither of them. They visits both go neither, <laughs> Not even the thought to be like, maybe I should do something. No, nah, that'll be good. I gotta I gotta ride this bike. I gotta I got, ride. You know, I gotta ride. Um but John gets his confidence back. Uh he he's, to prove himself to Scott. Yeah, he reunites with his brother. He's got uh a girlfriend now, and they go to this big BMX competition. It's a team competition. Team competition. And uh, he's riding and he's going against, I forget what this kid's name is, but apparently he's the best BMX rider to ever live. Right. Sure. So all these people, by the way, are probably real BMX bikers, but yeah. Celebrities in the BMX world, but like. <laughs> they introduced a cast of quote unquote celebrity judges, and each one I was like. Ooh. I guess you're not Dave Mira, and then if you're not Dave Mira, I don't know who, who are you? you are. If you're not Dave Mira, who are you? <laughs> um, so, you know, he's going back and forth with this super BMX kid, and, you know... And for it's, his it's, first year out, he's, like, performing very well. Yeah, they're like, oh, this unknown kid who nobody's ever heard of before. It's like going, you know, round for round with this, you know, top with BMX top rider. BMX guy. But, of course, John uh, falls... He falls hurts in himself fi- in the final in the in his final round, but lo and behold, they're tied. So their scores there's, end up tying. There's one more. Even if he fell, which I was like, that should dock some points. <laughs> that should off, disqualify but... <laughs> you. <almost. laughs> but uh, he's going 
to you know get his his arm checked out like a emt comes over and ludicrous is like fuck that (laughs) i'm a collegiate wrestler i've had my arm separated so many times this whole scene by the way is the most preposterous thing maybe i've seen in movies because the way they set it up is like it's a competition and he full-on like displaces his shoulder which would be like i'm not you I'm cannot compete after this physically. Yeah. You cannot compete but Ludacris kicked him out. Ludacris being the former wrestler that he was is like I got a solution. I'm gonna pop my boy's shoulder back into place. And he just does it in front of everybody. Like tells the EMT to leave. Ba- yeah, tells <laughs> him to back like... out. <laughs> this is also the same man that wasn't allowed to look at a white lady 20 years ago and they're listening to him now. So racism and- solved. So um, he he pops John's shoulder back in, and John goes on to win the competition, to give the performance of his life, of course. And and we we get the big closing montage, and then transitioning free, into free, our, freeze frame on him because he won, freeze frame on him won, and then this is where we're gonna get into what I really want to talk about, uh, because we end the movie with a picture of <laughs> the a, real <laughs> life John and his family. <laughs> And would you believe that Eldridge, Eldridge, not only does he not look like Ludacris, not a black man. Not a black man. <laughs> Your and man so, is Sri Exactly like a whole Sri Your man is Indian as they come. He is not black. And he so, looks like he doesn't even look like a person Ludacris should be playing. And so to that, I say... <laughs> Good lord. Let's talk about the actual story behind this movie. This movie takes some swings. Please. Please. So, this is a wild, this is a wild story. I'm getting this from, of all places, fosterfocusmag.com, which is a magazine all about the foster system and helping foster kids. Uh, and so John Bolton's, you know, is a foster kid and he, you know, has this big inspirational story. So they do a profile piece on him. Guess where, <laughs> guess where John Bolton's was born? Not Los Angeles, but Glasgow, Scotland. So not, <laughs> not, not American. Strike not one. American. Right. <laughs> um, secondly, John Bolton's doesn't have a brother. Right. Oh, so, damn. <laughs> but the story is more or less the same in certain specifics in that, you know, he talks about having this experience. Was uh, you telling me you... those scenes of a, a, a brother in the hospital that we didn't need? We didn't need those scenes of a brother in the no. hospital. Like, go John watching the no. same BMX competition. Just no. never happened. No. No. When he was seven years old, he says that he had more or less the same experience that happens in the movie, right? It's Christmas time. His father is beating his mom. He gets thrown into like this fire that, you know, I guess there was no guard for. Uh, And he's so angry and he's so mad that he gets up and he gets a butcher's knife and goes to stab his dad. But he gets knocked out before he can do anything. Um, And his mom is the one who called, she calls, you know, child services on the father and all the stuff. And he gets sent off to not prison, but just the general foster system, you know, juvenile in the UK, juvenile prison. <laughs> so he gets he gets put into the foster system, and he gets he does get adopted by Mariana Bolchins and Eldridge Bolchins. But Eldridge 
is from Sri Lanka. He's an immigrant from Sri Lanka. Boom. Ha- wow. Wow. And, um, he, you know, encourages John. John talks about seeing E.T. when he was 10 years old and how that changed his life. And he wanted to do BMX after seeing that movie. And there is a quick scene from yeah. E.T. in the movie. They show a scene from E.T., which is which, like obviously half the budget just to get that. Well, he says that he spoke to steven spielberg and like told him that you know like he was inspired by et and all that stuff and steven spielberg was like okay yeah you see et footage whoa whoa, whoa 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 steven spielberg are you <laughs> listening do you listen to white people can't save you uh, i got an idea i got an idea for a movie uh, i'm inspired i loved amistad we loved amistad we talked about it on the podcast <laughs> fun something Let's we talk. love we love temple of doom <laughs> <We> love- <laughs> Come on, come on, Steve. For real, my uh, family loves the color purple. You already get it on both. We good, we good, fam. But yeah, so I mean, he he says that he had a similar reaction. You know, like he was ashamed of his father because of his upbringing. You know, which was you know in a neo-Nazi kind of family, and you know, it took him a long time to get over the fact that you know he was you know being raised by a, a brown man, but yes. like says that. Yeah. You know, Eldridge, he, he says Eldridge is his real father. He says Mariana is his real mother. You know, he loves them and like claims them as his, his, his true and real family as opposed to his biological parents. Um, but here's where I have a lot of questions, right? Because this is basically a similar thing as to what happened when we were talking about Bagger Vance, right? Oh. Again, Bagger Vance is more or less the story of a, of a Hindu story the Bhagavad Gita, which is like, you know, this sacred text about this warrior, you know, meeting more or less God in disguise who like, you know, helps him work through, mm-hmm. you know, past traumas and, and, you know, be born again, be new again. Right. But when you take that story and you take it from its original context and you transpose it onto 1930s Georgia, <laughs> and then you have a black man in the center of the story and race doesn't come up once. Nope. That's a choice, right? (laughs) Similar here, where you have this story that takes place in a different country, featuring somebody of a different race, right? And like you add all these other different things in just to make it a movie, more or less. But like, it's very, this is all very different, right? Like, race is universal, right? Like, there's racism all over the world all kinds of different countries we all more or less have ex- you know people of color have experienced colonialism in all different forms and shapes and it's you know touched a lot of different countries but racism in america specifically with black people is a very like specific thing right and so when you take this story and then you know, you insert ludicrous into it like i don't i have so many questions about what the thought process was because basically this movie is racist brink right it's the 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 disney channel movie brink if you sprinkle some racism on there brink was a (laughs) neo-nazi brink was a neo-nazi before he got into what downhill skating soul skating soul sorry sorry (laughs) Don't don't disrespect Brink. Which is blacker than (laughs) blacker than I could have asked for, honestly. But it's like the the whole movie, right? So let's just off top, let's talk about Ludacris, right? Right. The whole movie, Ludacris is being berated by this child. 
not in- encouraging anybody oh. to to hit children or anything like that. But like he takes it. Not only does he take it so well, right? Like he has just that one instance where he was like, "I'm from the worst parts of Kentucky, and I'll well, weigh your ass out," you know, or whatever. White boy, he measures. <laughs> the rest of the movie, it's ludicrous's responsibility to rehabilitate this nazi child who the movie tries to play a very thin and fine line with where it's like he's not he's not racist but he is racist right like he's racist he says racist racist things things. because he's been hurt and like he wants to hurt ludicrous but then he feels bad about saying right yeah he feels bad about saying racist things we want to make sure that you see his face after he says the racist thing because he's kind of ashamed of it but he keeps saying it but at a certain point if you keep saying it (laughs) i gotta think that maybe you are racist (laughs) (laughs) fam that's not coming out like rub that one out and and this is so this is this is white people writ large right when when it comes to these movies and why they love them and why they keep making them right because this movie is more or less about being absolved being involved like, or at least get, like coming to a, a ter- coming to terms with your own racism and getting a second chance mm-hmm. right, right. A- except except <laughs> ludicrous does all the work john does no work john learns how to ride a bike two of it two people <laughs> defended him and went to the hospital for it and john was like i got a, I got a bike to ride I, I can't be wasting time that's all he he never at one point does he do anything resembling atonement or or like, acknowledgement the most he does which is one of the most confusing things i've ever seen in the film is I th- I don't know if he made it or he bought a black and white yeah, swan or dove yo thing I was like, and then gives it to Ludacris. There's and no they- like even imagery for it. There's like no callback imagery for it. It's just like I found like, it. Like one is black, one is white. So that's like he symbolized is- him and the bobber. I don't. And he gives that, it to him us. when he gets out the hospital. And that's the most he does. That's it. <laughs> he bought his dad an ashtray, and it looked like his dad didn't even smoke for real, for real. And this is the thing. That is the bonding moment where they have that first hug. That yeah. is it. Like, that's what he did. That, Ludacris right. is like, come on, Damn. come here, come here. Yeah, you little, you little knucklehead. <laughs> Call me nigger one more time. <laughs> Ludacris, Ludacris constantly reaches out to him, encourages his art. Uh, encourages him, you know, to to date this girl. Encourages him to ride the bike. Like, I can't reiterate this enough. The first day, <laughs> this kid goes out in the world. The cops show up to Ludacris's home. Yep. <laughs> you know, you're right about that. You're right about that. They cop knock on his door. He has to open up and speak to the police. And the on kid his is new kid's behalf. And the kid's not sorry. He's just you know, like there's, a, he's just, he's just like whatever, dad, whatever, nigga. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, whatever, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, mo- like throughout the film. So the the movie's trying to give us a message of like racial reconciliation and like coming yes. together, but really the only one doing any work 
is ludicrous. It's ludicrous. So and his what, brother, his brother comes comes to terms with his own Nazism. What is this movie trying to tell me? That <laughs> if you adopt a racist white I child, guess. you will have better <laughs> growth as a person. That's the point. You guys missed it. it, it, it. <laughs> that was the plot. So I was looking. I was looking to grow. Like, I was looking to grow. The, Do I need see. a young white child to just call me nigga at the dinner table? <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, even though I know this is based more on like white saviorism, um, I guess this is kind of yeah. on that other side of the magical Negro character. This character who is mm-hmm. sole purpose is to just prop up this white character. And then the only things we know about Eldridge is that he a mechanical engineer and he got false teeth to rape. That's it. Everything else we know about Eldridge, yeah. he is controlled. He is nice. He is respectable. He wears good suits. He drives a nice car. He's Cliff Huxtable. My dude was wearing vests. (laughs) Yes, the vest. My man, they got Luda to wear a vest. What do you think the vest budget was for this movie, Cameron? That was the highest budget in the movie. It was that and the bike. They were like, all right, so we got to buy a bike. Oh, damn, we got to spend some money on a bike. But Ludacris doesn't want to look bad. Oh, these vests are expensive. Hmm. You don't have to spend that money, bro. <laughs> this might have been his vest. Well, cause... Facts. <laughs> Think about that. Facts. Actually, that might have come out, or they might have gone into his closet afterwards. He was like, mm. hey, Ludacris only wearing the finest vests. <laughs> <laughs> Period. <laughs> and he's coming home with me. I'm an executive producer on this. This means yeah. he, they come home with me. But it's like, they try to draw this parallel between what happened to Eldridge and John's story about second chances and redemption. By the way, what? try is the operative word in that sentence. Because <laughs> <laughs> it takes it, me, a person who's watched so many movies about things like this, I really was trying desperately, pulling his strings to try to like find the parallel stories here. There wasn't. They're not happening. They're not happening. No. No. no well, it, it's it's not parallel, but it's also like, one story is some terrible thing happened to, you know, this person just because of what they look like and yes. like where they were at the time. And like, he really came out. I mean, you know, he, again, engineer, he's, he's married to Isles. Like this his is, life is, 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 <laughs> is like, looks good on the surface, this but movie like would say he's doing well, this movie would say he's doing well. The The other character, like, went to jail for eight years or something like that but then comes out so many questions right first of all in order for this to make sense his parents would have had to basically uh like testify against him at trial because like he, oh yeah he's he is a he is a child like child. they're not gonna put an eight-year-old in jail all vibes you know what I mean? <laughs> like they're gonna have to come up with some they're gonna have some charges and then like charges are gonna have to be brought to trial and then he's gonna have to go on trial and what i guilty of those charges. what i yeah what i assume would be family court so like this movie they, don't know what family court is yeah but then so like everybody would have had to have said yeah he tried to murder dad send him to jail right then they would have had to say we do not want him back at all right right right, right. and all of his other relatives would have had to have said the same thing 
And <laughs> but this movie only assumes that his only relatives living are his father and his mother. Yes. And, and then he goes, brother. and then he's in, again, he's in this foster jail for however many years, right? And so Ludacris says explicitly, I chose you. I All of all the kids in this prison, foster, whatever. The, and, I, and there were many black children. Say, that's were the trust. main part. And out of all of these children, particularly the black children at risk youth that could have used this opportunity in home, you picked the well, one with some of the Washington in the neck. In the neck. The, and the to, thing that he can't like wipe off. And to be clear, the movie... I guess tells us that those same kids that tried to beat up John on the first day are also in jail for eight years yeah. <laughs> with yeah. him at the same time. So like they grow I don't up know, beating his ass. I don't know what those other kids did to get put into juvie. Probably not a lot, you know, depending on not Nazi shit. Our juvenile <laughs> system, but like yeah. But but Eldridge to say it wasn't that. Eldridge was like, you know the one that I want? The Nazi, right? <laughs> so like he read all them files. He was like, mm, "That look good." So he he adopts this kid, and then like it's just again scene after scene after scene after scene of Ludacris not only being like verbally abused, Where's and not only this chicken? kid like like greens. going because <laughs> Mariana only once. Right, only once when I think John tries to duck down in the car. It's the only time she's like, "You need to sit up in this car. I'm tired of you. You know, like not respecting your father." Yeah, when they yada, pull yada. when they pull around to the school, Mariana's yeah. is like, "I will not have you disrespecting Eldridge. <laughs> sit the hell up in this car." She got kind of black on him for a second. Yeah, but even she, she is like, on her for a second. She she a has almost nothing to do in this movie. Poor, but B, poor Mariana's character, by the way. But B like is simply just sitting there letting her husband be verbally abused time after time at the dinner table by the child. <laughs> and it's also just like so- somebody not only has to say something, but here's, here's, here's my big point, right? I like to get everybody's big point after this, but my big point about this movie is white people specifically, again, the white people who make films like this, they love Dr. King, right? They love him. They like to quote him. They like to use his words. They like to do the dream speech. Parents marched. Yeah, they like to have have marched with him in some way, shape, or form. And I think a lot of it comes to the nonviolent aspect of his his protest, right? And so a lot of what you see Elders doing is a lot of that respectability politics, and like he's turning the other cheek and doing all this stuff, right? But I think what they lose is that Doctor King's message wasn't hey turn the other cheek and and be proud and be high and mighty it was if we are on television and on you know like these media outlets where white people can see the depravity (laughs) of white people beating up black people who are just standing there right they're not resisting they are just at a lunch counter or peacefully marching down the street while these white people sick dogs on them or spray them with hoses or beat them or do all these other things. Right. So it wasn't the nonviolence as a way of saying we are morally superior. It was nonviolence. And like, look at these white people 
King was savvy. And, and how evil they can be just because black people exist, right? And so, like, King again, King's message wasn't like, hey, if you get your ass beat enough, uh, maybe, <laughs> they'll stop. maybe they'll give you some rights. It's like, if we could show, like, the evil at work here, right? Because King, like, King had people around him with guns. And King had people around him ready to handle shit if it really came to that. Like, he wasn't just walking around waiting to get know, his ass beat. All no, the time. right. And he, wasn't, and he wasn't advocating for people to get their ass beat Publicly. on principle, right? Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the message. Everybody, throw down your guns. But and let them whoop that ass. <laughs> but it's. It East seems to West Coast. But it seems like that idea and that message has been, you know, taken and mutated time after time in these movies about forgiveness and second chances and showing empathy and like reaching yeah. out across the aisle to do whatever. And then they use the king quotes and then they, you know, et cetera. But like And then they say their grandmother marched with them. <laughs> but second chances, one, not created equally, specifically in America. Secondly <laughs> Don't we know it? At, at what point is it not the second chance? Message. Mm. <laughs> Message. Yay. Right? Like, at what at what point do we get past chance two? Because John, I think, very quickly <laughs> has exceeded the second, third, fourth. You know what I mean? Like, hurt people, hurt people, etc. Yada yada. Okay, got it. Understand it. Also. If you want, like, second chances, I think two specific things come to mind, right? Like, Michael Vick and Ray Rice, right? Michael Vick, Ray Rice, two people who did bad things, right? Michael Vick, dogfighting, you know, not great. Ray Rice publicly beat his wife in the elevator. Also terrible, right? Two terrible things. How are those the second chances? Well, because, because (laughs) both of them have gone through like the whole gamut of things yeah. right like michael vick went to jail yeah for multiple yeah. years he came back people were boycotting him and threatening him right he played football for a little bit longer and then basically was done and now he's transitioned into you know being on atlanta and doing yeah, i was about to say showing up on episodes <laughs> of atlanta but as we can show that that's not necessarily yeah. a redemptive arc as kevin samuels right. can show but, same thing with ray rice ray rice you know punched his wife in an elevator never played football again that was it for him right like i'm here in baltimore right rice still here in baltimore right rice doing charity work and public work and like still quasi affiliated with the ravens you know like doing things in the community but those are two people who when people say hey you did x y and z they say yeah i did that you know what i mean like i did it i'm not proud of it it wasn't good you know and like they're not running from it and they're not saying that they deserve anything you know in place of it and haven't really like ray rice could have like a lot of people bitched about not being able to play football again but then he was like i don't think i deserve to play football again <laughs> i think i'm just gonna take the money i made and sit over here and whether yeah, or not you that. whether or not you like either of them or whether or not you still feel however you feel about either of them right like the thing about the second chance is it's not owed to you, right? And so, like, Michael Vick kind of got a second chance. He got to play football again. Ray Rice didn't get a second chance. He never got to play football again, right? But I think a lot of people view a second chance as, like, 
oh, like, yeah, I fucked up, but like, but forgive me for that. Right. And like, I don't have to put in the actual work. Yeah. Right. To like atone for what I did. And even after, because the third example is Chris Brown, right? Who, I was, <laughs> yeah. Because I was thinking, I'm thinking of Christopher Maurice Brown, and if you don't say it, I'm gonna say it. Because that's the perfect example for this. That's why I pull out his government. The third, the third example is Chris Brown, who beat Rihanna, <laughs> right? Very publicly. Very. He saw the pictures. Wasn't sorry. Anytime anybody said. Hey, what about Rihanna? He literally punched a wall <laughs> and response to it one time. Or right? punched a window out at the Today Show. You know what I mean? Like he with his shirt off. Was not sorry. I don't think is still sorry about it. Right. I definitely don't think he's sorry. Has about repeatedly it. gone on to physically assault more women. Right? Karuchi. You and know what I mean? Former yeah. girlfriend as well, who had a restraining order on him for five years. Yes. Right. Five years. And that so, like, <laughs> things like that where, like, you have people who are not sorry and will continue to do things and have gotten second, third, fourth, fifth. I think he just had – I don't keep up with Chris Brown, but it seems like he had an album come out recently that he people did doing yeah. things. But, like, but the the second – the whatever, whatever chance Chris Brown is on at this point, <laughs> that's the kind of chance that I think this movie is talking about. The one where, like, hey, yeah, I was a Nazi, so what? You know what I mean? Like, why are you so, like, why are you bringing up old shit? Why are you bringing up old shit? <laughs> there you go. I Let me ride this BMX bike and, like, you know, get all of these things basically given to me and I do no work to redeem myself. It is crazy to me that this kid went to a high school and nobody was like, hey, aren't you a Nazi? <laughs> Because, like, the first anytime a new kid shows up at school, people are desperately trying to figure out the whole story. Everything Where did you about come you. from? What happened? Were your parents? What happened old school? Yeah. Why, what, 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 what was the old school that you went to? Yada, yada, et cetera. What's that on your neck? <laughs> His, he was covering it up with makeup, but right. I'm surprised you're right that that never came out in the story throughout the high school or anything. Nah, I man, don't, you've been in this school six months now. That ain't healed on your neck. What's on your neck, bro? I don't think Sherry knew at all. No. I don't think she knew anything. I think he no, lied to her to the whole I time. I think that you're taking like the, the happenings of this movie and taking them as gospel. Like they actually like well, Sherry did not know. Sherry well, well, know. No, the whole movie is bullshit, <laughs> right? The whole movie is made up. The whole movie is, is, is vibes based off of, you know, inspired by actual just, Yeah, I was about to say yeah. what John told. By the way, what John told four screenwriters. <laughs> four but, screenwriters. I, one like, of which was black. There was one black screenwriter out of the four. Mm, but wow. that's another issue. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's a crazy movie that, like, tries to force this message of forgiveness and second chances. But the message really is, like, find a black person to forgive you and absolve you of all of the wrong that you've done and then just move on with your life. Could you, imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine if that was maybe, I mean, you're not wrong. Like the movie <laughs> is definitely being like, Hey man, find you a nice, good hearted black person to take you in and absolve you from yeah. all your racisms. And you would be good. <laughs> uh, Alexis, I feel like you have a lot of thoughts though. And I want to hear so- those thoughts when you were talking about second chances that got me thinking like society is very picky about who we give those second chances to and you are right 
And um, even for the men of color that you brought up, we forgave them because they had some societal value. Mm -hmm. They added something. They gave something. They were entertainers. Chris Brown, entertainer. R. Kelly, entertainer. Bill Cosby, entertainer. All these men are entertainers. And their entertainment, especially um, being men of color, Black men in our community, we're not used to seeing as many people reach certain heights. So when we have those people that do, we want to hold on to them. But going back with this movie and Second Chances, he had a second chance because he was assessed with value because he was smart. Yeah. And he could draw. And then later he taught himself how to BMX off of YouTube. <laughs> and I just want to say, and this is the thing about those these movies when they do these characters. What eight-year-old kid is reading the Iliad and Odyssey? I don't know. Um, I don't know, fam. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, you were that guy? It's me. Okay, I didn't have any okay, maybe, but I read the Odyssey just, in middle school, like on my own. Didn't no one asked but, me? Cameron was just like, "Yo, that looks like but, a good book." But can middle I, school, you weren't eight. I was eight. <laughs> I was eight, legit. Read the whole Odyssey. Oh my god! I only read it because but, there oh, was I'm so sorry NBC. Well, no, NBC did like a little mini series uh, with the Odyssey, and I was like, I want to find out first. But Cameron, can I? Can I? Can I ask you though? As somebody who did read the Odyssey at eight years old, this movie is very clearly people who have not read the odyssey and just know that it's something that smart people know about yeah (laughs) and so that's going to be this whole character arc is that he likes the iliad it's his whole whole personality that he liked the iliad (laughs) when he was a kid yeah and we see the progression of that in his drawings Mm -hmm. they get more defined and then eventually we see him being chained and breaking the chains, uh, which could be also assessed for like he broke generational curses. He's not racist anymore, like the dad and brother, and he's this new leaf. But um, there was a Variety article, and the name of the article is The Rye Review. Well-intentioned adoption drama can't triumph over racism. And I think that really kind of like sums it up, yeah. which is why the choice to make him black was so specific, like you mentioned, Jordan. Right. A lot of times, and we see it as representation. Let's make a put a black character in there. A lot of times, when they when we do, they trivialize and they trope us, and then more than that, they tokenize us. They made the father black, so they could bring up this racialized violence. It wouldn't have worked the same way if he were Sri Lankan. Not that they wouldn't experience racism, but it would have been a different story. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could have just kept the regular story. Well, that's I the also thing. I spent a long time trying to figure out why a Sri Lankan man was named Eldridge. I guess that's his <laughs> name that's in real life. Name. That's his real name. That's his real <laughs> government. His real name is Eldridge. That's what I'm just like. I want to meet the parents. And then there were some other questions like we only see what the security guard, yep. the few black boys he has beef with, yep. and then. You're trying to count all the black people in the movie? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm just like, we don't it. even that's see it. that many black people in the movie. This is insane. And like, that security guard barely doing his job, bro. He definitely ran out like, hey, come on back here. I hope all my man got, uh, you know, some some pension and time off after that. Because that's like, that's definitely a, a work-related injury is being assaulted. I would, and if he was smart, he would too. There is a thing. So when we were talking about when he said why he picked him, I'm remembering now, um, he's saying that he stole the drugs for his mother. 
like he was trying to help his mother or something they like that. They look like they're about to, to sell that. That's what all this was about. Either the yeah. drugs or the violence thing that happened with his dad. He was trying to save his mom. But and that's the reason why Ludacris saved him. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just, I just know they're whore because the foster care system, the juvenile system is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's very terrible, specifically towards black boys. Mm-hmm. Out of all those files, these imaginary files at this foster jail <laughs> that doesn't exist. They don't work like this. I don't I, listen, listen. I'm not saying I'm an expert, but I have never seen people get adopted out of juvie. I've never seen that. 0%. I've never seen it. Maybe it happens. I've never seen it. Especially with his hints of violence and the track record, they well, said, yeah. Because at a certain point, I just imagine you become a ward of the state, right? Like, yes. if, if you're not right. going to be released to a family, like, then you are state, you know, like. State property. Starting to <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're covered and you're taken in. And so, again, you do get put into a foster care system of sorts. Like, you probably live in, you know, some kind of like dedicated housing until you get fostered out but it's like job. but yeah like but you're not i don't think you're in jail and i don't think you can get adopted from jail yeah like I'm you had like, a whole social worker who like was dedicated to his case for eight years eight years <laughs> you know and it I mean? took you eight years to get him adopted it took you eight years to get him adopted and, and like that's because elders took initiative yeah <laughs> no like it's just it was just so many things in the plot that also didn't make sense like, no. Well, because it, it all speaks of the original story probably being like a good documentary or like, At you best. know, like magazine piece. <laughs> yeah, right? maga- like, like something you would read in like Reader's Digest or something. Or like, like a that. like a ESPN, not even like a 30 for 30, but how they do like those little like shorts. Yeah. Like that's probably like, like the commercial best. commercial length shorts. Yeah. Uh, I like, got one better for you guys. I got one better. This reads to me, you know those like Christian movies. Oh, we've you know we've covered that? some. <laughs> so this gives me that genre, like it's in that yeah. genre. You know what I mean? Like it always has a cast of unknowns. Maybe they can pull a big fish like a ludicrous or something yeah. like that to be an EP who's gonna attract attention or what they think is attention. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes. It's 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 stereotypical. It's easy stuff. It's easy work. It's like a lifetime yeah. movie. Like you know what you're walking into. Yeah. Yeah. And my point is, he could have told the same story, and honestly, I would have watched it. And it would have been fine. Yeah, I agree with you. You didn't have to make like I'm like I don't know what who made the decision to make because it's like Ludacris being the EP makes me think like did he throw his name in the ring or were they like ah. We, we, we knew you would do this like like Ludacris's acting is just so so great they just like only Ludacris can do this well Let's, I mean Ludacris's resume states that he is <laughs> associated with two <laughs> Oscar winning films and playing the same nigga <laughs> but can we uh, this, I mean this brings up a point that I was thinking about <laughs> sorry one is Ludacris a Republican in this movie? Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> because... whoa, whoa. Is, is, uh, is Eldridge uh, Blacks for Trump? I don't know if he's that far, but like, he definitely, the, again, the level of second well, chances he gave Blacks this white Trump kid. Looks like he doesn't have a house. Like, no, that guy looks no, like no, he ain't yeah. got a house. 
No. But like this, because this speaks to me. I mean, this is like, he's not Ben Carson. <laughs> right? He is but, not Ben Carson. But it is like that ben level Carson of could like. Ben be so lucky that Ludacris would play him in a yeah. movie. But it, it's, it's, there's a level of white forgiveness in here that I was like, that's a, only a black Republican would be like, yeah, dog, like, let me, let I mean, me do honestly, whatever I could do for you to I mean, make your life better. I honestly feel like it's those kind of vibes where it's like, well, that's what, that's really what irks me about his character is that there's this whole like Cliff Huxtable vibe, this like respectability politics vibe, like. I'm a black man that pulled myself up by my bootstraps. I married a beautiful white woman. <laughs> white woman. Do you see my house? You see my house? <laughs> I have French my onion car. soup every night. <laughs> Where did he go to school? He went to some like Ivy League school. He went to like, uh, ooh, ooh, I don't want to call it. But I think I don't it was know, like. But you made, they made sure to show like on the account, like, you know, the, the all the degrees and things yeah. on the wall. Yeah. You know, he's very smart and educated. I went to Dartmouth. <laughs> wasn't it's quite a, harvard but i did well yeah the, i was i think the only thing is like Ludacris probably would not agree to having a fucked up lineup and so that was the only thing not giving him away as a black republican i think he like that was in they, his crime chart that was in his ladder <laughs> like i'm ep i might be looking good <laughs> i'm like he probably bought his own barber like, yeah. legit 100 percent Suzanne probably came in with the Clippers, and he was like, "No, I've got, I got somebody." But it, oh, so it, it's got it's got those vibes, right? Like he's given Republican, right? When you're just like 100%, watching him 100%. do what he's doing. And also, though, like Diet Ben Carson, <laughs> is this because we were talking about this before it came on? Like Ludacris as executive producer, right? Like has stakes in this movie a financial stake is is this is this role and i don't even mean this movie because this is not a good look for ludicrous but like is this role that he's trying to play does that work for ludicrous you know what i mean like as an actor long run you're saying like i'm saying i'm saying as ludicrous's range like is this in his range because he's mostly been in Fast and Furious movies, he was an Ant Man. He uh, is skinny black in the Oscar-winning <laughs> Hustle and Flow, sir. But like, <laughs> you gotta stop. Does no, l- I, I, I feel like I get what you're meaning here. And then, like, they brought that up in the Variety article. Like, his acting is very dull. He's really yeah. only done the Fast and Furious, which are kind of like action, like entertainment type movies. He's goofing in those I movies, yeah. He's doing what a lot of what I honestly see comedic actors doing, mm-hmm. taking yeah. that chance on a dramatic role to mm-hmm. expand their range. I think he actually thought, like, this is my movie, it's throwaway money. Let me just show people what I can do. Sure. Only problem is, <laughs> he didn't do shit. That's the problem. It's the problem a, is... It's a tough performance. It's a, it's a tough performance. Like, my problem was that, like, I was just, like, ludicrous. I don't, I don't know you like that, but I... I think you got kids, right? I'm pretty sure you got kids. Yeah. Talk to this kid like he's your kid. Don't talk to him like you're an actor. <laughs> because every scene they share is like, I I worked hard. I worked hard. <laughs> I worked hard at getting this independent spirit award. That's right. I worked really hard. Like, why are you why are you trying to put so much like gravitas on what could just be like you punishing your kid like you like like okay. when he when he tries to bond with him about the Iliad. Yeesh. 
I'm just like, what is happening here? You know what I mean? Because it's a conversation between two people who have never read this book before. Never read the script before today. Good God. It's like they just met on set. That was their first day. And it's like ludicrous. Look, some people, you don't necessarily want to say are, are you know, just going to be typecast. But like, for example, Christopher Reeves, right? Superman. Superman. Amazing. Great. Loved it. Anything else he did, people are like, why don't you go be Superman, Superman again? <laughs> <laughs> you know what we liked you in? Superman. Superman. <laughs> why don't you go, go back and do that. And I know it probably sucks to say, well, damn. Because I think part of his mind is saying, look, I I literally know Fast and Furious is coming to an end. Like they're they're talking about the franchise ending. I don't think I'm getting a spinoff with Tyrese. So what am I gonna do? <laughs> Maybe, but Ludic- I mean, Ludacris and Tyrese ain't going to space. <laughs> <laughs> they were they they saw that in the contract and it was like, mm. nah. Our insurance is not the same as the Rock's insurance on this movie, so uh, we're gonna stay on on the ground here. We're gonna stay on Earth. A thousand dollars says that in that movie when the rocks up in space. How's it going on Earth? Yeah, niggas is cool down here. We chilling. <laughs> oh, they definitely gonna be working the tech down on Earth. <laughs> definitely gonna be one ear, one hand on the earpiece. Like we good, we good. How y'all? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Even shit, in Nolan movies, like really think about Ludacris's acting. Was it that good? No, but he, he but it's it's the char- it's the charisma though, right? Like that's why we like Ludacris. <laughs> it's true. Is that true. like he's 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 got a big outsized personality, and so in those movies he gets to play a big outsized wacky character who like everybody in that franchise at this point is not a human being but like he gets to be he gets to be just like a wacky you know he gets he's, he does the jokes he's the you know the tech guy whatever he does all the stuff so like that's his role there's not a lot for him to do they give him some some punchlines to say he gets Punch to here, mug at the camera with tyrese you know what i mean like it's call it a day right in a movie where he has to carry the film and specifically in a movie where he has to carry the film in a dramatic way. And in a movie where he has to carry the film in a dramatic way, opposite not good actors. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to... I have to say, Iles did her thing. Well, I mean, she but she a lot to do, but she... That's what I'm saying. Five scenes saw her. Yeah, she's not in the mood. I mean, he's acting against this kid, right? Who, like, yeah. I'm not going to give shit to anybody in this movie because like, the writing is terrible. So, like... I, you know, you you have almost nothing to work with if you are not, yeah. yeah, If you're not a strong actor, you're just gonna they they set you up to fail. So like, I'm not gonna give anybody shit about anything. But it's like, Ludacris is not like I think you look at you look at an actor, right? And I think you can kind of measure their value in is it better because they're in this, right? You know what I mean? Like you look at a lot of you know the top actors, Denzel. We like to give Denzel all the flowers. We like to give Denzel all the props. But you can't tell me that he's been in a lot of good movies, right? Like, take Denzel out of the movie and then tell me if you like virtuosity, right? Nah. <laughs> tell me. Don't do that to his 90s career. Don't do that to his 90s career. Denzel's acting is so strong. Yes. You can give him a weak plot. You can give him a weak script. And it will still work. You want to watch this, Denzel? This was not it. Yeah. No. 
If Denzel was in the ride for whatever reason. <laughs> oh, this would be like this would be like a big like I don't know. I don't think it would have been on Amazon. I think it would have been like maybe a bigger platform like HBO, maybe yeah. Netflix. Maybe a Hulu. And maybe a Hulu. Maybe a Hulu would have been like a nice little rollout. Huh. Maybe he would have had more control of the script, so it wouldn't have been as corny. He would have beat this kid's ass. Denzel would not. That's what I'm saying. In that, scene, in that scene where he, they have to bond, and he was coming to confront him about the collard greens joke, I'm like, smack him. Just smack him. <laughs> like, I'm not saying beat your kids. I also, no, with Jordan, don't that, smack that, your kids. But, but smack this kid. He is a nice No, he because smack. that's in that scene, Denzel would have took his plate and just started eating it while he was looking at him. <laughs> 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 That's like the I love that stuff where actors do stuff like that to other people on set where they're just like, I'm gonna fuck with you. Yeah. I'm gonna see I'm gonna just see if you got the chops to stick with it. Yeah. No, he would he would have ate the plate and be like, mmm, honey, this is some good cooking. I <laughs> but he would have made it work. He would he would have found something to work with. But that's the thing. So Ludacris, it's interesting to see he could have done anything, right? Like Ludacris, I don't think has got He's far from carte blanche in Hollywood, but like if Ludacris wanted to do a small indie film exactly. starring him yep. with a family twist to it or whatever, <laughs> he could have, I mean, any, any iteration of Ice Cube's filmography, right? You know what I mean? Are we there yet? Uh, <laughs> Is it over yet? <laughs> Something like that. It would have been an inoffensive family comedy that Perfect like... Fine. You know, people would have been like, "Oh yeah, that ludicrous movie." But it could like, have actually been enjoyable. Right, sure. right. But instead, he chooses to do this movie. He chooses to fund part of this movie too. And so you just fun. have to wonder, you know what I mean? Like, what the impetus behind that is? I tried to look for it. You cannot find Ludicrous anywhere speaking about this movie outside of just like very brief local news press junkets where he's talking about how great it is. To film the ride, and, oh, where he showed know, up on like the morning news in the neighborhood, yeah. and was like, "Yeah, we're here shooting uh, the right. ride." That's about <laughs> that's about all you get, though. Like he doesn't go into anything talking about anything important, and it's again, you, we have to know this movie came out in twenty twenty, right? Right, like the absolute worst time <laughs> for a movie like this to come out, but also Literally just died on the vine the same year that. The Help was one of the number one trending movies on Netflix. And I think it goes to show that there is something about these specific films that do speak to an audience, right? There's a specific audience out here that wants to see these movies about people coming together, crossing lines to say, we love you. We can, we can get better. And like, heal old wounds but again we we haven't talked about the cricket stance yet we're gonna we're gonna talk about that we will though but it's another movie where the impetus of forgiveness is put on to black people and my question is forgive for what who's forgiving what what did we do and why that requires forgiff <laughs> when it seems like There's it's the movies like this though yes and we like, do them on this podcast. We talk about a great deal of them. That's the worst like part. The movie with Amanda Steelberg, Steiberg. I can't remember. Stenberg. But where she fell in love with the the Nazi boy. Oh, you mean they, mm, they do these movies? Gabrielle Union did one. 
Gabrielle Union did one. Are you talking about uh, Neonad? I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought I, was, yeah, I thought you were talking about her silent was... role in Birth of a Na- the Birth of a Nation. <laughs> no, where she, she was raped. Where... <laughs> she was only in the movie to be raped. Oh God, no! She was in this movie with Jeremy Renner, I believe. Yeah, ne- and, Neonad. Um, he was a former neo-Nazi, and they formed a relationship together and things like that. Side note: um, Jeremy Renner looks like he would be playing roles like this if he wasn't <laughs> Hawkeye. Just, just saying. You you lucky you you dodged a big bullet. Right yeah. Here. You know what I mean. So there's like specifically, and I hate to cut you off, but it's like specifically like when we're talking about like redemption and forgiveness. This is it's becoming its own genre. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the redemptive racist. Like he can if he just meets the right black person, the right <laughs> Negro, whether it be woman <laughs> or man, he can be changed. He can be changed. Him. Well, it reminds me. Like all of those New York Times articles about Trump voters and people that were like, let's go meet this person who like is a unrepentant racist, but is <laughs> upset that people don't like them anymore. <laughs> what do they have to say? <laughs> it's like, let's get their who, story. who gives a fuck? <laughs> right? well, like who? Because the thing about you could you could say, right, that this kid again maybe never had a chance right never had a choice was born into the situation mm. somebody etched a you know swastika onto his neck and you know yada yada whatever but like like we said before none of this has to do with his redemptive arc like he is redeemed only because ludicrous wills it to be so right like there's never a time where he's just like you know Black dad. <laughs> he should have called him black dad the whole time. I, I, I wish he would have. You know, I've, I've, I. This is the way that I learned to see the world, and I, you know, I, I can't shake, you know, the things that I grew up with, and like, you know, I just have a really hard time trying to figure out, you know, how to navigate, you know, after years and years of whatever, right? Because, like, in in a sense, I you know because there was there was all those stories about the Trump supporters, right? And then there was all the other stories about former neo Nazis reaching out to pull current neo Nazis out of being Nazis, right? And like mm. that's cool. I personally <laughs> don't need to be involved in that in any way, shape, or form. But like, I'm glad I guess that somebody is doing that work. But the thing about that even is like, you know, those are people who saw you know just how terrible the lifestyle was and like the idiocy of living that life but at the same time there's like just a a desire to redeem certain people in a way that's like we said before we don't we don't get those same chances and opportunities but also it's like there's a difference between somebody who like used to i don't know break into cars or like used to like run credit card scams or like you know was a drug addict or yada yada mm. Mm. and somebody who is a literal nazi <laughs> right like i think people don't the word nazi i don't know if people really understand the weight behind that like those are that's not like i have issues with people it's like they should all die they should all be gone (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean it's not a dispute it's not like a difference of opinion it's like literally 
they put Jewish people to death, but it wasn't just Jewish people. Anybody who wasn't Anyone a white wasn't. Aryan yep. <laughs> was killed. Like that was the plan was to mass genocide multiple <laughs> groups of people. Right. And so like for this to be kind of like a, uh, but like this kid though, right? Like he likes Homer. Like we should really give him a second yeah, chance <laughs> because, Homer, therefore. He, <laughs> you know, he met this nice girl, you know, like he's, he likes riding the bike. Like, doesn't he deserve a second That's chance? Uh, Meanwhile, you know, my guy Malcolm in jail, who probably That's what I'm like, can you happen to old boy in jail? Where can you it? imagine? Can you imagine Malcolm in jail on the day that John gets out to go to a foster family? <laughs> just like just like across the way, like he's a Nazi, bro. <laughs> just like in the cafeteria, like you see what? him. Are you, you see, you see him leaving with Ludacris, and you just make eye contact with him. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks Ludacris in the eye, like, all right, that's the choice you want to make. Ludacris that's is just what like. You <laughs> He's been through a lot. <laughs> you didn't see his file. If you saw his file, you would have understood. Isles was like, there's a perfectly great black kid here. Malcolm no. seems like he's doing <laughs> No. No. This one right here. I will. stabbed his father. I will heal him. I will Pharmacy. heal him. Like, what does Ludacris get out of this? Like, what does his character get out of redeeming a Nazi. It other doesn't than, pull the weight that he thinks it does. I don't put but like I he the kid has a chance to ride a bike and live a life, but it's just like one. If I wanted to see <laughs> Nazis learn to ride bikes, I would be watching those like little alt right movies that John Voigt has to star in now because he's a full <laughs> racist. Like I would watch the Roe v. Wade movie where Roe is like the worst thing that could have ever happened to humanity. I will watch those movies, but no, that's not, like that's not reality. Like so, that's not. Forget twenty twenty. Just in general, Nazi redemption is not a movie that we need to see or that needs to be made. You know what I mean? And like whether or not the kid. Because he, does, I mean, it's just it blows my mind because he never seems remorseful, right? You know like, what? The only reason I want Indiana Five, Indiana Jones Five, to come out is because he's gonna punch another Nazi. That's the only <laughs> reason I want to see that movie. They shouldn't make it, but if he punches a Nazi, I'll, I'm clap. I'm a clap. Can you imagine ninety eight year old Harrison Ford <laughs> 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 punching punching anybody, punching <laughs> anybody, and like letting it land? <laughs> Well, he ain't punching nobody no more. Do we? Do we have any other big thoughts about the ride? I know it's what a what a film to <laughs> to have deep thoughts about. But <laughs> it's just, I think my main takeaway is the story itself about the real John. What's his last name? Uh, Bolchins. Bolchins. Yeah. Thank you. We could have watched his real story. They could have kept the father Sri Lankan. They sure. could have. They could have even maybe even kept it in the UK. I'm different sometimes. Yeah. I watch all different types of documentaries and TV shows, everything. The point is, this could have been a little limited series. It could have been anything. Mm -hmm. They could have just kept it what it was. But they made a specific choice 
to make the father black and they do this oftentimes with movies with remakes specifically just so they can put this character through trauma or solely so he can just he or she can just prop up white characters and we don't really see any development with them you know what i mean like um a a recent example of this is you know i'm in agatha christie stuff Mm -hmm. um detective mysteries and stuff so i watched murder on the orient express the hercule uh remake and they added a black character Mm-hmm. If you've seen the original Murder on the Orient Express, <laughs> if you have seen the original, they had a white doctor. He was dark, <laughs> white, white, white. In the new version, he was black. He was Leslie and they made Jr. Black. Yes. And and listen, brother had to get a check. I ain't mad at him. Hey. Yeah, ne- <laughs> but they one. made him black solely so we can bring up points about this character dealing with racism in America and being in an interracial relationship and uh, people having stereotypes about him because he's black. That is literally the only reason they made this character black. I want black people in movies. I want representation, but I don't want it to be tokenized. If you're going to do this, you could have just kept him white. Period. You could have just kept the dash stream walking. And we would have watched the movie all the same, Ludacris. Ludacris, you could have been in a movie <laughs> doing something else. I don't know. I don't know. You been maybe... Ludacris in the movie and just like, like spotted him at the know, fight maybe... tournament. Like it, it obviously didn't matter because this movie is full of crap anyway. So like, he could have just showed him and like, oh man, what up, young homie? You really good at <laughs> fight stuff. Special counselor, special guest judge, Ludacris. Like something. <laughs> yeah, something. Here's three famous BMX bikers movie. and Ludacris. <laughs> well it's it's like do you think eldridge in the movie knew other black people no do you think he's like is he is he one of those i'm the only black guy at my job and i like it like that like i'm the honestly you know what we don't know about the caveat we don't see him interact with no other black people so we wouldn't know how he would act like you said, you counted. You literally just counted all the black people. I was thinking, I'm like, Ludacris, the security guard, the boys in the juvie, but that was it. We didn't see no black students at the school. There I'm sure there are black kids at the school. And 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 some part of I don't know what part of California this is supposed to be. I, I don't think it's Los Angeles because I mean they would have said that. Nah. Um, we live everywhere in in California except for Sacramento. We don't live. There. <laughs> We play so, for the Kings, but we don't. We, yeah. don't, we don't live in Sacramento. <laughs> so yeah, it's just kind of this weird thing where they really, like you said, Alex, could have just done the original story, but in doing that, I think they really tried to like make some kind of statement. But the statement they made is one dumb, but two. <laughs> Um. <laughs> but two is like reductive like it's not helpful it's not if you i mean anybody who says they learned anything from watching the ride i have lots of questions for you i'd love to know what you're learning <laughs> wait i i learned something we, i learned the power of a good youtube tutorial that's, that's what I all right you know yeah we we we're slacking you know what i'm saying like True. there are positives if you look for them <laughs> well <laughs> There's, like I said, I couldn't really find a lot to research about this movie. There's really not a lot to get into. I think the only real interesting thing to note is that uh, John Bolchitz played 
his father yeah yeah in the movie so he is the father of john bolchins in the movie can we also talk about that really quick really sure. quick and this yeah. is why i said they could have just kept the story the same and it would have made more sense if it was like where is he from you said he's scottish yeah Scott, over there they could have kept it like that because why does your dad randomly have this accent and no one in the house does mm. like how did like what where's the where is the wait hold on i was just like that was like thoroughly that noticeable what? by the way that really yeah. was like what is this accent and why is it not explained like what is it talking about and then it's like what is this about well, I mean, it's just like all the reveals towards the end of like the real life people, like when the movie ends and it does that soft uh, fade out and then mm. fade up on John turning towards camera with like the sun in his gleaming in his eyes. Yeah. Like it was me the whole time. Like <laughs> all read so false. And then like the ultimate reveal, which was like that Eldridge was like a, a chill Sri Lankan dude <laughs> was just like. That it just went to show like how much care went into trying to create some kind of authenticity because this movie is obviously about authentic not about authenticity but about like trying to tell the real story. Yeah, because it's it's set in a real place. It's set with real humans with real human names. Like there's there's no like um, embellishment. There's no like embellishment where it uh, for a reason other than like because Ludacris paid for the movie and he yeah. wanted to be in it, right? Yeah. Right. All the embellishment was for like monetary reasons or we couldn't do something or whatever the whatever the situation may have been. So if that's the case, then you're looking for authenticity, and sadly, this movie just like fails at every turn. Mm-hmm. And that's the real problem. That's the real problem is that it's it's. It's trying to tell a real story, trying to be a real human, connective story, but everything it tries to do, it undoes in those final, like, five minutes. Yes. Um, I guess the only other interesting thing about this movie is that Ali Ashfar, who you might, again, recognize the name as one of the, the BMX coach in the movie, um, is also a producer in Hollywood, and he came across the story because john was working at this bike shop he called to buy one of the bikes john kept uh you know in touch with him and ali kept buying bikes from this particular shop and one day they had lunch together and he was telling him about his life story and ashfar was like that needs to be a movie and so 18 months later after meeting him uh they make the ride movie wait so, 18 months from hey i got an idea to in the can full in, yeah everybody go home we're done the, the story has made it to the film the ride so i just want to know like did he th- whose choice was it to make the father black i don't know i think it was ludicrous's idea yeah. you think like was it the screenwriters like did they let john know like hey we're gonna make your dad black like what was his response like that's what i'm saying like what was the real i mean and I, I think they well it's too late to answer god knows we're not gonna answer (laughs) it would have been nice if they answered why like at least when you know the harder they fall came out and we got beige coat mary they gave a paragraph response why yeah was it great but they gave us a (laughs) why like they told us no reason yeah i don't think there was really more behind it than like what we just said ludicrous 
was the producer and they were like if we want this movie to get made ludicrous is probably our best chance at securing financing i mean he so. couldn't have been marianne he couldn't have been marianne <laughs> starring ludicrous as marianne marianne Bolton. well i don't know if we can or should even think about remaking this movie i think the That's only odd. the only thing that i would say and this is where a lot of these movies and stories kind of fall apart right so like happen leonard which was the the michael k williams show on showtime yeah was a show about a black and white adoptive brother duo um Mm -hmm. and i think did a good job kind of exploring those differences and like those relationships because it wasn't like Hey, it was it wasn't like that like an eighties stand up like black people do this and white people do this and like isn't that crazy that they're brothers? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, like these are people who have trauma and like have went through things. And I think if there was an attempt to not necessarily say, Hey, your trauma and my trauma are like one to one and there's really no difference between what we went through uh at all, as opposed to like for whatever reason, Eldridge decides to adopt this kid. I think it's better. I think a better movie. It's not the true story, but you no. don't make Ludacris's father, but more so maybe a teacher or somebody at the school who mentor sees him. Janitor. And, <laughs> the magical janitor. Magical janitor. Yeah. And it's less like, hey, we have the same life and the same story, but more like, hey, trauma fucks you up right like you go through things and like specifically as a kid it can affect what you do and who you are for the rest of your life right and like i went through a traumatic experience it doesn't have to be being put in jail for allegedly raping a white woman it could be something else but um you know ludicrous like again not trying to make a direct parallel between him and himself and, and john but more so like what do you do when you know you've kind of been taught all the wrong things or you know been been raised in a way that has directly affected your ability to fit in with society like is there a way to come back and it's not necessarily a redemption story about like because again redemption is optional right like nobody has to forgive you for anything you know what i mean that's a right. personal choice that people make so like you can do something terrible and like do everything right. And people can still say, and that's why I bring up Mike Vick. Cause some people are still like, but you kill those dogs. So fuck you. Right. And like, there's nothing right. he could ever do. That's going to make those people happy. Right. And that's right. It, totally their prerogative. And like, you know, he can try to, you know, continue to atone for that. But like, mm-hmm. nobody has to forgive him for anything. Right. Like, and that's fair. And that's fair. Right. You know what I mean? Like we're doing the whole uh, Mike Tyson, multiple Mike Tyson documentaries and stories. Nobody has to forgive Mike Tyson for, you know, rape or beating up women or doing all the other horrible things that he did. Like you could certainly feel like he's a piece of shit if that's how you feel about it. Right. Like you don't have to forgive Mike Tyson. Right. And so like a lot of these movies make it like you have to forgive them because he's the main character. Right. Right. He's the protagonist. We have to. Or that's the trajectory you're supposed to be on. Right. And, you know, it's very rare that you see a movie where people are like, 
nah, but you're still a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, like, you've come. Could you imagine at the end of it, just come up to him and, nah, fam, you, you ain't do it. That ain't it for me. Right. You know, because sometimes it's not it for people. And, like, that's real life, you know? Like, you you can't make people forgive you no matter what you do, right? And so, like, mm-hmm. I think the fact that these movies continue to kind of push this narrative that, like, well, if you if you just do good and good is subjective and also like again not equal in terms of like what you view as good because like this kid did i wouldn't even say the bare minimum i would say less than that (laughs) somehow less than the bare minimum and still got all the rewards at the end again the scene where he signs the adoption papers i don't think his girlfriend had ever met his family so I'm sure she's sitting down with Ludacris and saying, who is that? <laughs> oh, that's your father. Oh. <laughs> you didn't say he was black. You're, yeah. Yeah. He's also, black? you're a foster kid. Also, a Nazi. <laughs> like, there was a like lot it all would have came to light. <laughs> a lot of uh, figuring things out in real time for Sherry in that moment. But it's just like, she's just like, and I love you anyways. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing is like, you know, love no matter what and it's like you don't have to love people no matter what you can let people go <laughs> that's a fair choice to make <laughs> you could not love them yeah, and that's that fine to, that speaks to what you were talking about earlier with like this this message of that mlk gave um that white people are hell-bent on misinterpreting over and over again but it's just that even if you are a nazi you are redeemable yeah mm. Mm. Especially if you can offer something to society, such as BMX. If you could, if you can jump over Nazis, <laughs> you can jump over racism. Uh, well, yes. here's an MLK message that we love to share here. On and show. a lot of white folk have demonstrated eloquently that they don't have no sense. <laughs> so just, just remember that. <laughs> it doesn't get old. Hearing it doesn't get old. But. Let's get it to play in our favorite game, Alexis. We love to go around to all the different review sites and see what these movies get on Amazon and Rotten Tomatoes on IMDb. And boy, what an interesting thing for this film. Uh, I don't like why you said that. Let's start with IMDb. I don't like it. Alexis, what do you think the ride has out of 10 on IMDb right now? I looked into it on imdb and prime i didn't look anywhere else but if i'm not mistaken the reviews weren't bad and i was shocked they weren't bad they were like wow no. no. but you know of course like the faceless account users probably like they're white i'm assuming this was a movie for white people and white people liked it they did <laughs> they, they won did. awards uh what 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 do you think it has out of 10 on IMDb? i'm gonna say i'm gonna put it like i'm gonna put it pretty high i'm gonna say like seven I, mean, I think white people really responded well. <laughs> I don't like that. Tested well with white people. <laughs> I think white people really like this. Um, uh, Karen, did well with the whites. <laughs> what do you think it has out of time? I don't like that. I don't like any of this. Um, I don't like that you were comfortable giving it a seven with, with knowing that it might have a seven. Um, that's 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 definitely what it has. I'm pretty sure it's high, bro. Wait, he gonna tell you? He gonna tell you? I'm gonna temper it, so I'm gonna say six point three, seven point one, baby. Get the fuck out! <laughs> of here. Seven point one, which we we say this time and time uh, again. 
that doesn't sound high. That is very high on IMDb. I'm on IMDb right now. You know what else has a 7.1? Nope. <laughs> this is a fine film. Maybe one of the best that came out this year so far, sadly. A lot and better than The, the Ride. Same, yeah, it's a lot better than The Ride. But IMDb wouldn't say that. One of the reviews says, Great story, excellent acting. Ah, really yeah. good movie. Love the story, the actors, and that it's based on a true story about overcoming life's tragic moments with a foster family that truly was a help to the child. And the BMX just added to the story. Great story that needed told. And the BMX just added to it. It's part of his life. Yo, it don't take nothing <laughs> to impress. I really think I could just like do some nice cinematography and juggle in front of the camera for three yeah. minutes and get like a, a minimum 6'5". There is a lot of 10 out of 10 reviews. Like I'll just I'll just warn you. You go ahead, DB. Tell me. I didn't want to listen. Going over to <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. What oh, do you think has has out of a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes? I feel like Rotten Tomatoes gotta be thinking. They gotta be thinking over there. I feel like Rotten Tomatoes. They're usually pretty critical. So I I don't know. Their score may not be good on there. Maybe low. I mean, if you want me to give a percentage, I'm just gonna ballpark it. It's probably like what under sixty five. Okay. I'm going to say 60. You got to stop getting closer with what I got, man. I see what you're doing, Price man. the right rules. Price the right rules. <laughs> um, No rating because it only got four reviews. Bro, it don't even got a Wikipedia page, bro. People are not trying. Ludacris don't even want y'all to know he made this movie. There's no official critics rating on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score is 84%. Get what the out f- of here. <laughs> no, leave. Who is the audience? Go home. Out of 84%? all, yeah, eighty-four percent out of fifty-plus reviews of the audience. There are no verified audience reviews for the ride, so take that as you will. Yeah, um, and <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of really high, again, high star films. This could be another one of those situations where yeah, friends and family and people close to the makers of the film said, "Hey, ten dollars. Why don't you go on?" Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> click click that five stars. Like, subscribe. You know, ten dollars. Uh, smash $10. that like button. <laughs> Let's go to our favorite Amazon.com. What do you think the ride has on Amazon? What are they out of like four five stars? Cameron. Uh Amazon's five stars. Four point eight out of five, but more or less five stars. Uh out of seventeen hundred and eight reviews, it's got a ninety two percent five star. Rating. Uh, 1700 people watched this movie and they were like i agree wow five stars <laughs> wow wow spike lee could do could try his best a, a lot of like um tearjerker you know really like touching story um here's one that you might find interesting it's from cameron it says relatable and heartfelt i don't ever leave movie reviews this one deserves five stars you better not don't <laughs> wow. Cameron, I have, I have questions. <laughs> don't, don't, hey, whoa. <laughs> I did not know I didn't do that. Don't don't question that. <laughs> I was like, that, wow. That is a white Cameron and you know that. Not <laughs> <laughs> you being an op the whole time. Not <laughs> <laughs> you being an op the whole time. I thought it was something about you. You know what? When this when this airs, I'm gonna be like, I didn't say anything on this podcast. <laughs> that was that other Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> put it in the show notes 
Well, let's let's wrap things up by putting this on our caucasity ranking scale. Alexis, we got three levels of caucasity here that we okay. like to rank these movies from, starting with Shorts in the Winter. Basically where, being in the Midwest, I feel like you know Wait, the vibes. say it again. Shorts in the Winter. Shorts, Shorts in, in the, the winter. winter. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that face says, I'm familiar. Um, you're walking around. You've got your North face on. You know what I mean? You're ready to brave the elements. And then, you know, <laughs> Chad, though, Chad. has made a different decision. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he went to pack sun he got some new shorts and he's showing those legs right he's maybe even the hoochie daddy shorts maybe he's got extra leg to show um but this is the level where this isn't hurting me but you've made a curious decision right like i have questions about why and for whom you're doing this but like i personally was not hurt or affected by this movie uh camera what's the second level Second level of caucasity is this movie is touching my hair. So now this movie has invaded your space. Said, Oh, what a lovely what a lovely head wrap you have, Alexis. Can I touch it? Ooh, and actually not. actually, you know what? Let me rephrase that because they probably didn't ask the second part. They probably didn't ask the question. They probably just yeah. reached, reached their out. hands. Already reached mm. out. Already reached out. You gotta I mean, see what's what's underneath, you know. Yeah, it's there's a plenty of videos exhibiting this behavior <laughs> on the internet. We have been privy to it plenty of times. And this 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 level basically means that this movie is, you know, causing an offense. It's offensive, but uh it's not quite like we don't get we don't gotta get militant about it. We just like, <laughs> hey, hey, back up. You're doing you're doing a wrong. Yeah. Okay. The third level and Cameron, we didn't confer about this beforehand. We so didn't, if, actually. If, if you have something else, feel free to chime in. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with BYU as a university. Uh, in specifics oh, to yes. <laughs> a story that yes. came out over the weekend about Duke volleyball player Rachel Richardson, who is black, was playing a game at BYU. And if you don't know BYU, one, it is... A, Brigham Young <laughs> University. At Brigham Young University. It's a Mormon school. Uh, Brigham Young is the like founder of Mormonism, right? And, and so, it's actually Brigham Young is in Provo, Utah, which is like their home. Yes, Mormon and Mormon. if on top of that, I mean, part of Mormonism is that black people aren't people, at least according to We're Brigham not Young. Real. Um, and so playing this volleyball game, the only black person, maybe. Well, her her family was there, so maybe those were the only black people uh, in the vicinity <laughs> when this happened. S- uh, sidebar: There's a lovely, there's a lovely video on the internet. I think it's a Instagram video of a black student asking the other black students at Brigham Young, like, "What do you love about being at BYU?" Some of them run. <laughs> Some of them run away instead of answering. So uh, I'm going to look that up. Said, yeah, I, I we'll have to find it after. Yeah. The first girl said, Brigham Young pays me to be here. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, during the volleyball game, as Rachel was playing, somebody yelled a racial slur. It was nigger. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was nigger. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm actually dead. <laughs> and uh, play kept, continued. Nobody stopped. Uh, and so they did it again. And not only did they do it again, but then other people started joining in. Uh, 
and they never stopped the game. The police were called, and you can guess what they did. Nothing. That's a, um, that's a big old zero. <laughs> and eventually after so the game finishes right like after this girl has been berated by racial slurs again nigger uh (laughs) she's playing the game afterwards everybody is really upset about it you know at least on the duke side she's still there because they're not traveling until the next day so she is scheduled to meet with the uh, athletic director of, of BYU, as well as the head coach of the BYU's women volleyball team. Mm. One of those people didn't show up. <laughs> it was the coach of the women's team declined to meet with her, or at least had an excuse to not come and talk to her. Um, they say that the student, the alleged student who started the chant, was banned for life from athletic events. Which great, yeah. I guess. Mm. But they I can don't know still what... go to school there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You know what I mean? Like, that's not really a punishment in general. But Sounds like she can put on a hoodie and probably go to that game <laughs> the next week. No, She's going to be like, at the games. on a wall or something? Or after, like... that, yeah, or after that black girl graduated, she's like, all right, we, we let you back in. We let you back in. Yeah. So, I mean, like, more or less, the whole thing kind of spiraled out, but BYU was just like, what do you want us to do <laughs> about racism? They released a statement that was more or less like, that's not part of our values or our culture. Yet, any time that you say that, you were doing it. And so I wonder, where in your values or culture did that come from? Because <laughs> it's somewhere in there. Uh, I don't think that came out of nowhere. So <laughs> that's the highest level of carcassity this week. And that is, you know exactly what you're doing. There's no <laughs> mistaking what's happening here. This wasn't an accident. This was not done in good faith or anything like that. This was a choice that you made to do harm. So Alexis, where on the level of carcassity do you think the ride lands? I think it'd be the the touching my hair one. I would definitely say it's not mild because what they were doing with foul, it was foul, mm. it's unnecessary trauma porn, unnecessarily switching plot points, bad plot points, black, bad script, <laughs> just bad all around. But is it enough for black Twitter to be up in arms and us to go marching in the streets? Fine not. Especially since they've done these type of movies before, like I'm Gabrielle Union has mm. been in these type of movies. Like I, I don't know what to do. I'm do you, deflated. Do you think Dwayne Wade brings that up when they get into arguments? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you did it, the Nazi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm too busy thinking about Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union arguing about her uh, poor film choices. According to Gabrielle um, Union, Dwayne Wade didn't know how much milk costs, so I think they both have things to uh, <laughs> throw. Oh wait, I'm seeing. I saw that video on like the Ellen Show where they asked yeah. like Bill Gates what a gallon of milk costs, and he was like eighteen dollars, right? Like with confidence. Eighteen dollars. <laughs> he was like eighteen dollars, right? <laughs> Nothing. Top of the bucket, right? Everybody. Can I be his grocery shopper? I'll get you the best milk, eighteen dollars, straight from the cow. 
Um, <laughs> but about this movie, um, yeah, you know, I kind of think it's. I I want to say it's touching my hair, but I don't think this movie is like good at racism. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it doesn't even really fully understand like the bad shit because fam it was like one black kid made fun of him in juvie and a security guard got beat up like and you were supposed to be on john's side and you were supposed to be on his (laughs) side you're supposed to be like "Mm, that black kid is is really really aggressive he's (laughs) He's so mean it's like it's like bro if you actually live through a racist event then this stuff is like gonna roll off your shoulder like I don't know, a bowling ball down the alley. Like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna hurt you. But yet, this movie wants to teach you a lesson about racism. It's like, you don't even get racism right in the first place, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and then you try to teach it to me through, like, you know, Spliff Huxtable over here. <laughs> get out of here. So, <laughs> that's a banker. What did you call him? <laughs> yeah, Spliff Huxtable. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry I haven't even used that one until now. <laughs> it was, <laughs> but um i'm sticking with it uh i'm, I'm calling it shorts point five <laughs> I, i'll go with shorts as well i think it's just what a what a wild like i'm trying to think i'm a screenwriter for this movie i'm one of four you want a four wait 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 you had that meeting <laughs> with three other niggas bro <laughs> we're sitting down discussing how to turn this true story into this yeah, <laughs> whatever this, this ended up to be, we had to add the character of Nazi girlfriend or whoever, like the random woman was in the Nazi clubhouse who like yep. saw him oh, taking yeah. the bike back. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like this is the kind of stuff that we're coming up with, <laughs> and I just can't imagine any of what that experience was like. So, like, this is one of those. The director of this movie is French. All right. Uh, and <laughs> directed a movie, and I think maybe wrote it called "One of the Gynos," which you can you can guess what that movie is about. I don't like that So these are these are these are the people that we're uh, dealing with here. Uh, in this. Like you would think, I would respect Ludacris more if he said. I want to direct a movie, and I know they're not going to let me do it. So, you know let, what? That would have been great. Let me direct. This is this is a movie where I could fuck around and like just get experience directing, and then go and make my own movie somewhere else. But he didn't even do that. He was just like, <laughs> "Let me <laughs> star in this film," which now <laughs> is forever on his IMDb. And you already did the ride with Sierra. That's the only ride that you need to do, Ludacris. That right, was the right. one. Exactly you got it right that. the first time. You got it right the first <laughs> In the can. You're done. You're good. You don't have to do it again. So, If anyone ever pitches Ludacris on <laughs> a the ride at any further, say no, Ludacris. If you yeah. listen to this, say no. <laughs> maybe he thought, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it was like, yeah, with Sierra, right? And they're like, yes. We'll see. <laughs> we should. We should do it. We should do like, um, like Dead End Hip Hop does at the end of their videos, where they go like, "If you're listening, if the artist is listening, <laughs> Ludacris, if you listen to this podcast, 
We want better for you. Please. We want better for you. Don't make another one of these movies. I know because I, we talk about this every film, right? Yeah. One, one, this movie did not pass the Blackdale test because he didn't speak to another black person. There's nobody so else that's... to talk to unless he was like smoking joints with the security guard after work. <laughs> they were both in the hospital together. <laughs> Just... <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know why I made him do that. I'm sorry. That's rude. That's rude. But also, but he's split possible though. He wouldn't even be talking to the security guard. He wouldn't even be talking to him. That's not even his type of friends. That's true. That's tr- that's true. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But he also, going to the cigar cigar club. <laughs> no, really, he gets country club very much. Yes, very much so. But in this movie, I guess I'm supposed to be ludicrous or empathize with ludicrous and. Uh, yes. I don't want that for me. So <laughs> I think I, I want, better. and I want better for me as the viewer. So, so no. So shorts, shorts, shorts as well for me. I think uh, you know, no great harm done, but also like the amount of whether or not they were paid for or not, the amount of five star reviews is concerning. That that many people and that it won any awards at any film festival at all <laughs> it makes me question the legitimacy of that film festival honestly i would i would i would either say my movie better win <laughs> can you imagine just, can you imagine losing to the rock <laughs> i'd give up i would think that film is not for me i'm like i'd give up i give up my dreams that that would be devastating. I don't think. Oh my god! There's not there's not really a way to come back from that. Anyways, <laughs> wrap up. If we have any recommendations to make, um, this this has nothing to do with the ride. I would just say if you're not watching rap shit, like watch that show because it's great. Yeah, it's a good. lot of fun. I enjoy it. Yeah. Performances in that show actually are great. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> and so is the writing and is the the cinematography. There's a lot to like about rap shit. Yeah, actually, so. I like that they're going. 100% with the like 90% of the show is shot like it's on your phone. Mm-hmm. Yes, I really like that. It's, too. it's wild. It took me a minute to be like, oh, is that we really doing this? Okay, it's, cool, it's cool, working. Cool, cool. It, it, it could have, yeah, it could have been a thing where you're like, after the first episode, you're like, please stop doing that. But like, they really make it feel natural in the show. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's annoying at all. So, yeah, just yeah. watch, just watch Rap Shit if you're not watching Rap Shit. Shout out Rap Shit. Is it over? Is the season still going? How many? Is it tonight's the season finale, which I'm so okay. Damn, that was fast. I know, like it blinked and it was over. And Issa does some thirty minute ass episodes. I'm getting yeah. tired. <laughs> she's gonna, she gonna come around on an hour eventually, but she's in her sweet spot right now. Yeah. Uh, recommendations. I mean, if we're going with the theme, because I definitely think this is family oriented, almost like a coming of age story. Um, I'm trying to think something young, black. Um, and I was so late on this movie. I actually watched it not too long ago. The Concrete Cowboys movie oh, with mm-hmm. Idris oh, yeah, and yeah. the young actor from Stranger Things. I think that was a very compelling story. Got the yeah. scene black people on horses. Um, <laughs> talked about intergenerational trauma, breaking curses, all those things. And they used black people. They didn't tokenize us. We were human. We were seen in different light. It seems like I don't get how some people just get it. <laughs> they just get it. Speak on it. Speak on it. Seems yeah, like a winner to me. It. Yeah. So yeah, if you don't want to watch that, watch this. 
Okay. Uh, what do you got? Um. Oh well, I mean, there's a black dude on House of the Dragon with insane <laughs> dreadlocks, and he is a main character. And if he makes it through this season, I will recommend it. Okay. So right now, odds, right? How odds? Like, yes, odds on how long this black dude makes it through the season. <laughs> Because he is he is not just like he is an important character, but he is also somebody with power, and that always puts you in a precarious position. So, and as of episode two, he is in an antagonistic situation with white people. So, with white always... people, <laughs> it might not look good for your boy. I say, although Cameron explained to me uh, recently that they had shot an entire pilot that was filmed and written by women exclusively and then they canned it to do the pilot that then came out that we get um i would say that they it would be a bad look specifically the way that black people love and watch game of thrones for them to kill this character in the first season i would say let them get past past season one all bets are off but they have to at least survive Fair. Fair. past season one Watch him die like season two episode one. Nigger, you're out of here. <laughs> Them dreadlocks were too well done, <laughs> too manicured. I'm giving him. I'm giving him till like I guess it's a ten episode season, so I give him until eight. Ooh, eight not, is long. Not, I know eight. Not is long, even. But... Not even the first season. Damn. So I, man. I, I've been thinking about getting into the show. So it's good. The House of Dragon show. It's really good though. It's okay. I'm not. I'm not like. Hey, no, no, no! I don't want to HBO. <laughs> my my thoughts and opinions. We do. We don't have any sponsors. Our yeah. thoughts and opinions are our own. I am saying that it's like a solid B. Yeah. Okay. We getting there. We we going to get there, and maybe we might get like a crazy moment this year, like a crazy like we're all talking about a moment. Right. But I don't see the manifestation of that yet. I would also say though, we're about to get Black Hobbits, so it's like there's more pressure on them to do. Oh. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, we might just jump over there if they if they're not acting right. Damn, <laughs> watch it happen with the witness. There are multiple black characters on the Lord of the Rings show. It might happen. House of the Dragon might not be a thing next season. You know what I'm talking go. about? Them Thrones to them Rings. You know, it could, it could happen real quick. So uh. literally, and this is another sidebar. We were talking. Me and my roommates were talking right after the episode about the like worth of black characters in the original Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, and just like. Just talking about like the the possibilities of what could have happened between Grey Worm and Melisandre, just like oh, like or Miss Ende, sorry, Miss yeah. Ende, like what could have happened? What could have blossomed? But then as soon as Grey Worm was like, "I will take you away on my boat. We will get on a boat and ride into the <laughs> ride into the sunset," I was like, "Damn, this, your days are numbered. Both y'all days are numbered." Yeah, I always think about that black guy, like season two or season three, that was like the rich guy. The uh, one dude from um, the uh, the uh, what was it the the Isles or something? Like yeah, that? I hope that the Andals. Do- the I Andals. Hope, yeah, I hope he's doing well. Peace to that shout brother. Shout out to the Andals. <laughs> they let black people live there, so uh, shout out to the Andals. <laughs> and- just let can just let a can can a black person ride a dragon is all we're asking. Just get one <laughs> Yo, time. Fam, I- can oh, we yeah. get on? <laughs> and they would ask just like that, like, "Yo, can I get a dragon ride? Can I get like one? I don't yeah. even want it that long. I don't even want it that long." I don't know. I feel like dragons are like white people's dogs, and it's like better to not get too close. Just don't even 
Again, we are not sponsored by anybody. These thoughts are our own. And I, I see you guys, by the way. <laughs> as, as soon as we get a sponsor, though, this, just, this the whole format about to change. Just get your own dragon is what we're saying. You know what I mean? You got to worry about it. If you live in Westeros <laughs> and you got your own dreadlock guy, then you got to get a dragon guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Fam, if you're black in Westeros, you know what to do. All right. Well, we, we've, we've talked about this for a Maybe we've talked about the movie. <laughs> Alexis, it's been so great talking to you. We really appreciate you so coming on. Um, yes. Again, we, we always say this to you know our guests. One, sorry. <laughs> you can't <don't> watch <laughs> this movie. But, but two, you're now family. We've gone through this experience together. Uh, and we, we always appreciate you know people coming on and talking to us, specifically people with the with the wealth of knowledge that you have so we we appreciate you coming on and sharing that with us let everybody know where they can find your work where they can find you and anything that you got going on and coming out of course this is a super dope opportunity i would definitely love to be back but you can find me on twitter and instagram at i am lex styles again i am a reporter journalist and a freelance cultural writer so i talk about fashion music culture black culture which is pop culture um my latest story i did a review of beyonce's album for okay player you can check all those things out in my links on my social medias if you want to and there's also links to my past clips and other things so yeah Yeah. check it out yeah and if you're listening and you want to hire alexis hey listen i am always looking for a job thank you brother man just just keep that in mind uh cameron what about you um well you can find me on the twitters and the instagrams (laughs) at uh the blipster 1138 um you find some foolishness there um nothing right now but we're working on uh this is the this is a uh a cleansing period before we get mm. back into more creativity. There's some things we're working on uh, that hopefully might might even see the light of day. So hey. uh, fingers crossed on that. And uh, yeah. For sure. And I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JRSosa18, J-R-S-O-S-A-1-8. Uh, Samurai Sonia is in stores now. And you can get those comics uh, coming out also in October and coming up September. Um, so two more issues to go for that. Uh, as Kendrick Lamar would say, I have winners on the way that just, I can't, I can't talk about them right now, uh, (laughs) but they are, uh, in the works. So I should be able to announce some of that stuff soon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us at white underscore pod on Twitter. You can write to us at white people won't save you pod at gmail.com. If you want to give us movie recommendations, if you want to tell us about any stray podcast you've seen out in the world, if you want (laughs) to. Tell us about, you know, the show or things that you like, things that you don't like, all that stuff. Definitely reach out to us there. Um, we've always forget to say it, but if you want to like and subscribe and rate and review and all that good stuff where you listen to the show, that's always appreciated. We love to see that, too. Um, but we will be back next week with The Cricket's Dance, which is going to mm. be mm. a movie. Uh, <laughs> but until then, uh, peace, and we'll be back with more podcasting next week. Peace. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. 
We don't want to be safe. You can't save us. We don't want to be safe. You can't save us. We don't want to be safe. You can't save us. We don't want to be safe. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved.